0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Mellon podcast episode, well, it it should be episode 81, but uh, that's not what you're hearing right at this moment. What you're hearing is a little extra bit I inserted in the front of the audio file that I recorded on the day that we released this episode. So I'm about to play for you Mellon podcast episode 81. However, I need to explain a few things first. So firstly... Uh, I had some weirdness with my computer that led me to reinstall my OS, uh, which fixed everything. You don't need to know the details, but uh, a reinstall was required. That also meant reinstalling Mumble and stuff. And when I recorded MP81, I forgot to set my Mumble recording settings to multi-channel and FLAC format. So what you're about to hear uh, is well, the source file of which of what you're about to hear is a wave file. That is a down mix of our three audio tracks between me, Vic and Rick. Because of that, I can't really edit the episode. So I know I, I pride our show on like being very lightly edited because, of uh, you know, recent relevations that people are making fucking uh, AI podcasts now. So like editing it down to perfection, like just makes us look robotic. So. I, I do leave some ands, ums, buts, sighs and breathing in there, right? It's, it's supposed to be natural, but you'd be surprised at how much like silence I cut at inter- how much interrupting I cut, uh, today you're, you're going to get it raw and wriggling as I'm not editing all that in a down mix. Next time we'll do it correctly and have multi-channel audio that I can edit as three separate audio tracks or more than three, if we have a guest. Um, so. I, I just, I got to apologize for the quality. Um, I, I can't edit this one, but I felt like we covered some good topics and it's absolutely worth listening to. So you're going to get it anyway. We're not re-recording it and we're not skipping it. So, uh, without further ado, uh, I will let you hear the unedited raw mix of, uh, MP 81, uh, enjoy. Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy podcast, episode 81. My voice hurts. <laughs> my name is Dylan.
1: My voice doesn't hurt, and my name is Vic. <laughs> I'm Rick, and I never asked for this.
0: Tell me more about what you didn't ask for, Rick.
1: <laughs> I didn't
2: ask to lose Deus Ex, damn it. Um, I but... can't
0: believe it. Like, I saw the tweet from Elias Tofexis. That's the, the voice actor for Jensen. He's just like, they didn't even call me. Like, he didn't even do any lines for oh. whatever they were working on.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness, they could have been working on, like, a new series without Jensen,
1: or, like, directly in it, which... Or, like, a remake of the previous ones.
2: Yeah, I would believe that they were working on a remake of the previous one with, uh... JC Denton. uh, Yeah, JC. Totally not... Oh, actually, it is short for Jesus Christ. Yes, I'll break
3: that down. Spoilers.
2: Yeah, if you don't know, it's Jesus Christ Denton. Because... (laughs) look the games were a lot on the nose they were they were subtle in some places but other places they were just like here we are jesus um, christ vampire hunter <laughs> yeah basically he wore trench coat and sunglasses he basically dressed like blade um you know
0: that's not even a bad episode title like if we don't come up with a better one it's gonna be jesus christ Denton. we're gonna spoil a 30 year old game <laughs> <laughs>
2: fair enough man um God, it have like the systems of that game are so like bizarre compared to like modern games. It's basically unplayable. Com- like if you sp- have played nor like games that are in the mainstream so, today,
1: like there are a, a lot good, of mods. A, a good example, it, it, yes. A good example of this is I went from uh, so the Elder Scrolls right. I went from Oblivion to Skyrim. I then played a little bit of Morrowind. Uh, I didn't... Early on, I didn't like hook Me, so I didn't stick with it. This fucking... I'm, I'm gonna see what Arena and Daggerfall about. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking love Arena and Daggerfall. The earlier Deus Ex games, I... are They're like foreign languages, comparatively. Yeah, And those games wild. are not easy to... Not easy to play. Arena and Daggerfall, I mean. So, but comparatively, they're even harder than that. So, I That's should rough.
2: elaborate on... We lost Deus Ex, everybody. There's a... Company, I get Like... Calling themselves, they call themselves Embracer Group. So, I guess by technicality, they're a company, but man, it doesn't feel like a company when you call yourself Group. Who were they before? Because they were someone else before, weren't Mm,
0: they? I'm going to look it up. But they they sure uh, embrace laying people off.
2: Yeah. So, like, and in fairness, I would be less upset. So, for everybody who knows or doesn't know, Embracer Group bought a lot of Square Enix. uh, affiliated studios uh, what back in 2012 2022 i think something like that and maybe earlier and they've been slowly gutting everything that they bought because apparently they spent too much fucking money and they couldn't pay the bills accidents happen you know a few thousand people lose their jobs no big deal whatever that's just the price of business
0: I'm being facetious. So, um, Embracer Group AB was formerly known as Nordic Games Licensing AB. Later known (laughs) as THQ Nordic AB. Not to be confused with THQ Nordic, which is a separate thing today. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's why they changed their name. Because it's like, there were two THQ Nordics. It's, like, complicated. But uh, there's a studio called THQ Nordic. They're continuing to make cool stuff. And then there's this Embracer Group that bought a bunch of ips on sale like yeah. square, enix square enix sold off so many good ips that they weren't d- doing anything with and then Embracer was like we'll buy them we'll make well, some stuff
2: just the ips but like the studios associated with the ips like um like Eidos. You know, yeah IDOS and uh, fuck. montreal's the only one coming to name um uh, my brains
0: crystal dynamics i think they bought two
2: yeah they bought a lot of companies it, basically they bought a shit ton of companies and uh Embracer Group. And like we also like and we know I don't know, like sometimes we have IPs like Legacy of Kane, which is also not going well, but like Mega Corporation acquires Studio, basically. Then they want more profits, but like video games take a while to produce. And if you don't have one queued up and ready to go, you can't immediately make profits. Um so when their values change, uh, they lose a lot of their like project leads and people with a lot of, you know, know-how. The mega corporation starts laying people off because they have mm-hmm. impossible goals.
0: Oh, check this out. So THQ Nordic is actually a subsidiary of Embracer. Oh, fucking hell. So that yeah. explains why they had like the same name, but they changed it. So. Uh, basically, AB with uh now known as Embracer Group was their parent company, and I have a list of a few of their studios. Uh, maybe you've heard of some of these, but the uh, as of September last year, though they have 129 studios and 15,000 employees. Have, that number is probably a lot less now, but um. <laughs>
1: It, yeah, and I think only a few of them are actually publishing games. Right. So,
0: yeah. So under THQ Nordic specifically, we have Alchemia Interactive, Appeal Studios, Ashborn Games, Black Forest Games, Bugbear Entertainment, Experiment 101, Gate 21, Grimmore Games, Gunfire Games, Handy Games, Massive Mini Team Kaiko, Mini Metrics. I haven't heard any of these. I'm moving on. Uh under Plyon, there's Deep Silver, Dam Buster Studios, Fish Labs, um Milestone, uh, Vertigo Games, vertical Arcade.
1: They also got like some non-video game companies uh, slotted in there too. Sounds like it. They have an uh, animation studio and a movie network as well I as mean, a, a, a multimedia.
2: A they bought a bunch of shit. So
0: Warhorse. They even have Gearbox. Yeah.
2: yeah no. Yeah. They've got like Embracer Group has a shit ton of things. It's just like like he so. Video games take a while to make. Deus Ex was, this Deus Ex was reportedly two years into being made. Like, video games take time! You can't just, mm-hmm. like...
1: You can't like new age games.
2: Cra- well, you can't crap out a AAA game every two years without it basically being the exact same game, like sports <laughs> games or Call of Duty. Like, those games are functionally the same game as the previous one, just with new plot, maybe new Weapons in the case of Call of Duty. I don't think they put ARs in football yet, but you know
3: they could.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the the studios on here that surprised me the most uh, are Crystal Dynamics for sure, Limited Run Games, Dark Horse Comics, Gearbox, and Tripwire like, Interactive. Yeah, Tripwire they have Limited
2: Run, Wild,
0: 3D Realms, like
1: oh no, dude, <laughs> Slipgate.
0: there's a lot of studios in here i care about and it's like they could what are they going to kill next risk of rain like (laughs) they could i mean they could yeah they could kill
2: off a lot of like if and embracer has this other problem of being such a large corporation they they're too large um so what ends up happening is c-suite executives only see you know bottom lines and when they're making cuts, they're only dealing with bottom lines. But like, it, it, it was Idios Montreal, that's who makes um, Deus Ex uh, mm. lately. Or they made the last couple ones, I don't think they made <coughs> all of them. They also made the but, old 2
0: meter games, and they made Gex.
2: Yeah, but Idios Montre- Montreal, they...
0: Oh, they it's Chris oh, whatever.
2: Because, yeah. <laughs> they got shut because they hadn't produced a game in a while. In fairness, the last Deus Ex was like, Two consoles ago, I think. It might have been early, like Xbox One. But it's been a minute, is what I'm getting at. And so I can understand when they're like, why haven't you made us money? But like, how do you make money as a game studio if you haven't released a game yet? You can't, as far as I'm
1: aware. I I, I mean, really, the only way you can do it is like a Kickstarter, but...
3: Yeah, but that's Can you not imagine doing a
1: Kickstarter just to fucking take like fans money to make sure you're in not even no, your investor, but your fucking that's parent early company access. feels better.
0: That's just like pre-ordering. Like... Yeah,
2: that's pre-order or early access. Like that's not the but yeah, no, I mean unless but you're gonna then, start
1: you need it at least something to show to do that. You can't right. just do that at the gate, right?
2: Right. And that's kinda in two years in like it looked like shit, GTA too.
1: six last year.
2: Um or two years ago whenever they did that uh, whenever people stole that gta 6 footage it looked like that
1: i i, I still think it's it's insane to watch people get mad like, oh my god it looks like it looks like shit it's, i mean people it's, get it's, mad it's, about Five. It's, it's like yeah but but it's it's not even released
0: if they release it about... next
1: month you can be mad about that but they're not going to you yeah. fucking idiot <laughs> people get mad about everything
2: i it doesn't affect me, and Twitter exacerbates it. Um, yeah. It's not nearly as big of a deal. Uh, That's as you true. Think. Um, but yeah, w- I, without getting too much further off track, Embracer Group has just been killing things left and right. And it's not that. And they're butchering things that would make them money. That's part of the bigger problem. Like a new Deus Ex game, even if released four years from now, would probably pay the back however deep in the hole they'd be a Montreal or the EDO Montreal or whoever else, whatever other studio. because unlike, well, no, not unlike, but in it, they were one of the first games that I saw, like, in their credits, be like, yeah, we've got a team from Brazil. We got a team from fucking, you know, China. Because they, like, for people who are unaware, when Deus Ex... Makes their like when the the Deus Ex games were made, each version of each version of the game, you know Deus Ex, uh, all the way up to the new ones, they try to imagine what this part of the world would look like in this future realistically.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, The newer the new games uh, collectively have 12 million units uh, combined. And considering the time at which they came out, that's not bad, especially considering uh, I think it was Mankind Divided technically wasn't received extremely well, or at least not by like Mankind
2: Divided. uh, It has a problem of being a sequel (coughs) that didn't really innovate on the previous game.
0: It was critically banned. (coughs) Sorry, it was critically panned for. Uh, having microtransactions in a single-player game that really didn't need to be there—like um, that's
1: true we were too. optional, though. I As right. much as I don't like that shit, it's not like they they dug into the gameplay any. That was that was my thing. It's like the only real issue I had with the game is that there's no ending. I mean, I mean, spoiler alert for a game that's extremely old now, but like there there was no ending. It it started and ended as a midpoint in what was effectively probably supposed to be a trilogy
2: i Mm -hmm. suspect there was going to be a trilogy
1: part of the problem fine
2: but is with with very much certainty like very finality uh invisible war told the end of the story like there cannot be like the way invisible war ends with one of its four endings because it had four endings um yeah and any one of the four endings were a nail in the coffin uh, of the story you couldn't right. have another story afterwards like one of them is an apocalypse story one of them's a um human like collective consciousness and well, actually multiple are basically uh, one's like return to feudalism like you can't have and nice. shit in feudalism I'm sorry <laughs> that's just not but my point being is like there is no like jumping off point from any of the endings in Invisible War um, unless you want to have Fallout, but we already have Fallout. Um, yeah. and, I still need you know, to play
0: Invisible War. It's like the one I didn't play.
2: It's it's all right. I don't hate it, um, but you definitely need to get a mod for a modern control scheme. <laughs> Although yeah. it does something in it, Dylan? Dylan, it does something that I'm shocked and amazed more games still have problems with. You can climb ledges.
0: And isn't there, like, a, a, a section where you get to go to Seattle?
2: <laughs> yeah, Seattle's not looking so hot, I don't think. I, I want to say Seattle's where you start, actually. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's been since, like, actual first edition Xbox, like, like 2003 since I played the game.
1: Yeah, It's funny to I, think that... Uh... I, I don't know this one for certain, but uh, if I had to make a lucky guess, I'd say that one of the inspirations behind Deus Ex is probably uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, and it, it's funny to think that the the new trilogy is going to go the same way the old Ghost in the Shell movies did. <laughs> they're just I'd not going to get their third part. Come yeah.
2: on, man. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, they do, like, no, it is that kind of pseudo cyberpunky future where it's more cyber-less-punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is absolutely, but like you got a cool leather jacket in Invisible War. Some treat- street toughs even tried to take it from you.
0: Those dicks,
2: <laughs> I mean, you kick their ass, you're superhuman. Like, they you start the game superhuman.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, or the original two, two games, you are effectively like a bionic clone thing, right? Well,
2: in Invisible War, okay, spoilers for an ancient game, everybody. Uh, in Invisible War, you are you play a character called Alex D. Guess what
0: the D stands for? <gasps> Jesus Christ?
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. St- yes, the D
0: Guess stands the- for Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> yes, there maybe. But that's figured out one game. piece. Yeah. So the D stands for uh, Denton. Anyways, um, I know it's a shocker. If you know anything about the first game, the second, like the second game, has zero like. Sp- things that it can spring on you until like the yeah. third act. Uh, JC Denton uh,
0: even appears in the game. I've seen his render. Like Yeah,
2: he yeah. appears in the game. Uh you can fight him even. You can kill JC Denton. Kill Jesus? Actually Bridge. you have to kill him, if you choose to kill him you have to kill him twice because he resurrects Dylan. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember Straight that. up. The the thing about it is it's all uh, like nano machine technology stuff, right? Correct. Um, yeah.
2: So you can look human. The thing that gives people with bio mods away is they have uh, glowing purple eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there's like yeah. A, that's, that's where the sunglasses comes in. Yeah, there there's like a pseudo.
0: So uh, in in the world of Deus Ex, they don't have Jesus. like uh, robot arms and shit, right? Because like. In, in the third game, obviously, like cybernetic um, enhancements are huge, and then it's like, what happened to make it so they're not popular anymore? Nano oh. son. <laughs> the
1: Holocaust. All right. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's funny though because if you in, I think it's in Mankind Divided, they actually touch on it. And oh yeah, that's very, exactly my point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Mankind Divided, their they had to explain it away. <laughs>
1: it's, well, uh, well right. Jen,
2: they, actually, even in Jensen's the...
1: girlfriend was the one who did it, or was yeah. a, on the team that did it rather. Mm-hmm. Well.
2: I was trying to say um, not mankind divided the human revolution the first one of the Dentons or the sorry the fir- f- first one of the Jensens God they have similar sounding names
1: Well uh, that's that's actually the point if people figure I mean we'll never know now we're not getting the third game but the point yeah. was is that Jensen was a prototype earlier is. form of this
2: uh, so again more spoilers for old games everybody <laughs> um, So when you go to her white her eerie white room, um, you can read the terminals and stuff in there, or the hand terminals um, that they have in there. And she talks about how Adam has, like, his name's Adam,
1: everybody. Uh, but it, it has so many religious allegories. There's so oh, many of them. It is. Oh, it's no, the e-
2: obnoxiously blatant. Uh, yeah, the
1: eco-terrorists <laughs> in
2: Invisible War are, um, they call themselves Knights Templar, okay?
0: Um, oh my fucking god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean yeah no, no no it's all good Dylan. um but the anyway so she talks about how he yeah he could like we don't even need to give him the boosters basically you know the i forget what the they call the the
0: neropazine was the drug yeah, uh, that yeah, the yeah. i forgot the people who it. with the augments needed to not have the bodies reject it
2: but adam doesn't need them need it he's super special he's the most specialist boy um and they're going to use him for the JC Project. They, I think they literally call it the JC Project. And maybe they elaborate more on it in um, uh, Mankind Divided. I don't know. Uh, uh,
1: I, vaguely.
2: That it, game flew over my head so hard. They have Easter I mean,
1: eggs yeah. that you can dig for if you really I want see. to. That prove that you're effectively playing a clone. And that the JC you played in the first... or the Sorry, the Jensen you played in the first game is dead.
2: Oh, Meaning yeah. that...
1: He was probably a clone from the very beginning.
2: I don't understand how he could not be dead. Because, like, it again, uh, more spoilers. At the end of the first game, the first Jensen game, he gets dropped off, like, he explodes a
1: um, they, an oil rig while on the oil rig. So, one of the issues <laughs> with that, though, is uh, man, Mankind Divided, they don't ever explain how he got out, like, how they recovered him? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't ever say that, it, that the rig exploded. They leave it up in the air. All four endings could theoretically be the truth. However, I most mean, people figure it's the one where he blew it up. I mean, he. I
2: think you sink it in every ending, though.
1: No, one of the endings, it's a kind of like a everybody walks off type deal.
2: Oh, okay, my bad. But that that's very clearly not the ending that route that they took, because I remember the opening of Mankind Invited, he... It has like flashbacks of it being in tatters around him,
0: falling into the water. The the, the
1: flashback is him falling into the water. It it doesn't actually show what happens to the rig, though.
2: Oh, okay. Well, whatever. (laughs) And I, I know I'm for you know the three people that are screaming, listening to this, being like, it wasn't an oil rig. I know it was like I think it was called pangea or something. It was like a luxury resort on water. Yeah, yeah, it was was something. It
1: it was it was on
2: platforms
0: like a
3: rig.
2: Yeah, that's where my brain's going. It was. It was basically a city in the ocean that was free of laws, if I remember correctly.
0: No, I, I, I think it was like some sort of power facility. Yeah, I, it was something. It was one. You're, you're it, conflating it, was, it with um, the obvious location of the third game. That's never going to happen. That they were talking yeah. about in the second game, where all the oggs that were like, "You should come to," I think it was called like Rabia or something. It's like an Wait, augment you, only you, city. You go there.
2: No, Maybe it'll be. No, a, you don't.
0: That was the it, prison place
2: maybe it'll be in antarctica
0: i could have sworn that there, that was where the place, everything else
2: it? fucking was because so one of the things i'm going to point out to you about invisible war you go to a lot of the same places you basically backtrack jc as mm-hmm. uh, alex because like um you go like the game ends on um liberty island mm-hmm. under the where the statue of liberty used to be because it got blown up if i remember correctly um mm-hmm. And you also go to Antarctica, which I know there was research to chase down J.C. Re- research, basically. Like, I think you're collecting Paul, if I remember correctly. Paul was one of J.C.'s dudes, right?
0: Yeah, he was like his older brother uh, it, yeah. from his perception. Obviously, you know, another clone, right?
2: Right. But yeah, you. I think Paul was, in, was on ice in Antarctica and you recover him. Um, they also have some, like, weird monster things i remember coming up and they were like two they were like nano machine runoff monsters huh. no they were i think they were in like they were some kind of like little creatures I forget. yeah i forget what they were called but they they had like two different versions one was like a pit bull but like on roids and the other one was like it spit acid at you like a fucking uh dinosaur Anyways, we have gone wildly off Hell on yeah, really. Deus Ex. De- um, I guess
1: the moral of the story is Deus Ex is a fucking great series. Yeah. even if the older games are a bit harder to play. Uh, I say a bit. That, that's that's hyper that's hyperbolics. So they're a lot harder to play. Yeah. Um, and we're not getting we're not getting a third third no, game because, in the new uh, series. Like
2: if somebody would have to purchase the IP, which Embracer Group probably wouldn't they're sell for. Sell. Yeah, they're not Mm. at a reasonable price, anyways. Yeah, they're they'd rather just lay off all the people, (laughs) right? And I want to point out, like, this is you know, because I kind of talked about this on our pregame before we started recording, but like, they're not special. Embracer Group isn't the only one that does this. Like, if and in fairness, like, if they bought all these companies and immediately started like closing doors and shit, getting rid of competition, however you want to call it, I would understand that. It's the fact that they're like. Yeah, we're going to let this thing get, like, two years into
1: production and then be like, uh, It, it, it is funny to it. think that incompetence is more insulting than them just being evil.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is. Well, like, EA's masters of this. Like, how many fucking failed Star Wars games did we get before Jedi um, uh, Survivor? Not Survivor. Um, what yeah, was the first think- one? Well, Survivor's the second one. What oh. was the first one? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, until we got Fallen Order. And Fallen Order was like a last ditch effort for them to uh, And is, is it even an EA game? Because I know that they don't have the yeah. they, they don't have Soul Star Wars license anymore, right? Um
0: no it is an EA game,
1: I'm pretty sure. It is it. an EA game, and you're right. I don't think they do have Soul License anymore.
2: And yeah, but like uh there were like thirteen thirteen was another great example of that. And then there was another one. I think it might be what is Outlaws now. Uh, the one that's supposed to release this year, but it it doesn't look good to me, I'm going to be honest. I mean, like, Star
0: Wars it, in general is kind of a tough sell these days. It's like, it I'm so looks, over it.
2: It looks good, but the problem is there is a massive problem associated with the game, and it's called
1: Ubisoft.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: but... I think the, the real issue with Star Wars, aside from the fact that they only let AAA studios touch it, which is a mistake in the modern year, but they're trying to contend with three different eras of nostalgia. That's a series that probably just needs to die. And I don't say that to be mean or like, Star Wars is bad. I'm not talking shit. But the it, it, reality is, is that they're never going to make a game that everybody loves, even if they make it good.
2: Well, they make plenty of good games. Like, I'm not going to go out there and be like, Fallen Order or Survivor are bad games. They're clearly well put together games. You know, using the IGN standard, they're probably like an 8 out of 10 because, like, they're competently put together. They're Mm -hmm. very playable. They're, like, the game, like, I've watched plenty of, like, miscellaneous gameplay of it. Like, the game looks like, like, it looks like it feels great to play. Yeah, it's just
0: Star Wars Dark Souls. Right. Works great.
2: Yeah, but, like, And, you know, prior to that, we had, you know, uh, EA's, you know, EA breaking Reddit with the most downvoted tweet
0: of, uh, you Uh, know,
1: uh, there's a most
0: downvoted Reddit comment, I think.
2: Yeah, I said Reddit tweet. My bad. That's how my brain. (laughs) What's the difference? Honestly, they're both Uh, hell
0: dumpster fire of a website. Yeah,
2: but like over fucking loot boxes and their pride sense of pride and accomplishment. Right. Like that was
0: surprise mechanics. What an awful cop out. And it's sad because they they really did well not them EA uh, Dice the company made they, a
2: competent game despite EA's inter, like metal, Well, it came
0: out exactly as advertised, the loot boxes. But they had to go back out and fix it. Yeah, they stripped all that shit out, and the result it's pretty all right game. But uh, pretty but, all right game. but well, always talk, playing about,
1: damage have been done. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: talking about Battlefront, I do have Battlefront three on uh, mm-hmm. my uh, computer it's a mod for a squad.
1: Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's actually. called uh, galactic
2: <laughs> contention. Yeah. It's called galactic contention. And it's, um, yeah, no, it's like a 50 on 50, uh, clones versus droids or whatever makes sense. Cause like on Geonosis, you, the droid faction is actually the, um,
0: and the bugs. The, yeah.
2: The bugs. Um, I haven't played Umbara, but I'm pretty sure Umbara is Umbarans. um, if they have umbar if not then when they have umbar cuz it's a mod so they'll get it eventually right right
0: but um a uh, victim um about about ubisoft though yeah. um and AAA games, uh, Ubisoft actually thinks they're a quadruple A studio, not
1: a AAA I, A studio. I so I read that and I <laughs> I was like hoping that was like someone making a joke, you know, because that's, that's that sounds like something they'd say, but it's just crazy that I'm like ah, that's someone that's a good one, that's a good one. No, he. Well, this said is it. the
2: same Ubisoft that tells me that I should get comfortable with now owning games, right? Same you know,
0: Ubisoft, except the guy that said that was just some random executive. The guy that said they are quadruple A studio was the CEO. Oh, my bad. Sorry.
2: <laughs> it, like. I like how you could say some random executive as though like there, because there are so many C-suite executive employees. I know.
0: And to bring it back to mankind divided, like the microtransactions that um, uh, IDOS Montreal put in there, like um, it feels like some C-suite executive was like, hey, it needs this because this makes money. And so they did it. And then like they did it in the most like rebellious and like not useful way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I can respect them for that. I I wish it wasn't in the game in the first place. But it's like it's very obviously that this was included as a form of like meddling from on high. It's so sad. It's so obvious. (laughs) Right.
2: And well, I mean, because there's. The. uh, Every company is like top heavy, like. the like we, you know, schools like universities, they're so top heavy that that's a huge reason why tuition's so high is because we have to keep paying for people that work in the main offices.
0: Yeah, doing whatever. Who knows what.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them have overlapping responsibilities that you you could like realistically you could lay off like probably 40 or 50% of your corporate workforce like your C-suite workforce and companies would run just fine.
0: Yeah, like, I I worked at a college before in the IT department, right, which was appropriately staffed. And like, I had to go to the computers and the offices of all these, like, executive types and teachers and assistants. And like, (laughs) there was so many useless people. Oh my god, one time, this lady calls me down, like, oh, there's something wrong with my my Microsoft Excel. I don't know what's wrong. And it's like, I'll come over, Um, walk over to her building. She's like a new hire, right? She's like, um the, the new administrative assistant to the Dean of business and technology department, right? That was the department name at this college. When your
2: title is that many words, it's a problem.
0: Yeah. So, uh, this lady, uh, whispers to me like, oh, it's actually working, but do you know how to make a pivot table? And the funny part was, is I was, I was, I was like 18, 19 at the time. Right. And I didn't know how to make a pivot table either. I do now, but yeah, at the but time like, I fucking did. Is that
2: didn't. a skill a freshman <laughs> college student would have? No. Why would it? Like, I'm trying to think of a pivot table off the top of my head, and I'm just like.
0: You would I'm never not... have had to make one. Like, yeah, no, I, I make them I all the time be- now because I am a professional and I do more important work now than I used to do, but it's like. Back then, it's like, what purpose would I ever have wanted to create a pivot table? I
2: Well, right. It would be like asking a freshman student, like, hey, I don't know how to find Pearson's R or Cohen's D. That's something I can relate to because I've done a lot of stats. But weirdly, mm-hmm. psychology does a lot of fucking statistics. I didn't know that when I got into it. My bad, everybody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the fact that I had to do so much fucking math for college really irked me. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, yeah. No, but, but for people who don't know what a pivot table is, you might know Pearsons R. or like talk to a college student about like, hey, can you like teach me real quick dimensional analysis so I can teach my chem students that um, I'm throwing out ran- like I'm throwing out jargon because it might hit a wider demographic if I say like four different jargons. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you're in that demographic, let us know with a boost-ogram. Uh Just a reminder <laughs> that uh, this is a value for value production. And if you have a podcast app from NewPodcastApps.com, uh, you got all the features. If you're still using iTunes or Spotify, you're missing out. But you can still listen; it's okay. Our stuff's on there too. Um, and also, I uh, well, I don't have any boosts to read today. I have seen some unfamiliar names in the streams, so thank you for streaming your sets.
4: Uh,
2: oh. Yeah, thanks. Very, yeah, very
0: man. appreciative. Uh, now, uh, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so Podcasting 2.0, like, just get a modern podcasting app. Like, I recommend Fountain. I also really like Podverse. Podverse is what's embedded in our forum, millimancy.cafe. So, if you want to, like, let's just listen to the show with the web browser. But um, they have these things called wallets. You can load them with uh, uh, magic internet money. And then you can say, oh, let's stream, like, 20 sats a minute of your, like, huge collection because they're almost worthless, right? But, like, we could turn that into real money one day. So, it's like, yeah, totally. Like, that's a great way to support the show. If only Embracer Group could do value for value, maybe they would get more games off the ground.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if they wanted money, game making was not the right business, honestly. No. Or instant money, I should say.
0: And like Ubisoft, like that skull uh, that seventy dollars uh, AAA comment was about Skull and Bones. The CEO basically said to some blogger um, in an article, uh, it was like I think it was a Gamatsu article or something. Uh, they were saying um, Skull and Bones is vast and complete. It is a quadruple A game. It is worth seventy dollars.
1: Considering how out of touch CEOs are with their fucking gaming companies, I I don't trust them.
0: I don't believe that for a second. Also,
1: and like, to be fair with you, I've I've seen the game. I I've seen what they're offering. They can call it complete because that's what they fucking set out to do, but it isn't enough. It looks like shit. And maybe also, it's maybe
0: it's good and I'll eat my words, but I'm not gonna fucking pre-order it. Fuck no.
2: Oh yeah, well. If yeah, you I mean,
0: if tell selling
2: me a complete game is quadruple A quality, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah.
1: Oh, well let's let's be real here. If he wanted to move away from being branded a triple A game studio being called quadruple A is—that's uh, doubling down on the cringe.
2: Yeah, no, that's fucking mimi as shit from the people <laughs> who so like, who I like Ubisoft like championed microtransactions and single-player games, like the mm-hmm. like experience like,
0: boosts in Assassin's Creed, which oh, experience in Assassin's Creed is already fucking stupid.
4: It, it Far not. Cry. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna
2: say Far Cry. You can. Like, I know I've mentioned this on par- podcast before, but like it's bullshit enough; it bears repeating. You can buy ammo in the field in case you run out of fucking bullets.
0: That's yep. dumb. Holy shit! And
1: and, and, I'll, and I'll be real with you, I, I'm okay, somewhat with something that well, maybe not that exactly. That that's really bad. But like some of the earlier stuff that Ubisoft was doing is it's perfectly fine if you want to offer that for for I don't know maybe fucking mom or dad who doesn't have all the time in the world, and they, they want an easier thing, and they don't mind throwing a couple bucks at the... Whatever. You know, you, you is, know, it, what, is it predatory? All, Probably. Yeah. But you know, as, as, long long as we... it's not required of me to complete the game, I just... I don't have a problem with it. The issue is that they slowly creep up, and they slowly make it like, oh, you got no more ammo. Well, that, would, that sucks. The only place to get ammo is like four miles that way. Better get walking, or you can give us mom and dad's credit card.
2: Well, so... I do want to point out for the Assassin's Creed and you know some of it I'm sure is you know people being like you know just trying to thumb their nose at Ubisoft but like across the board people were saying that it felt the right speed of like grinding and stuff when you bought the experience like 50% Mm -hmm. like they like they had purposely. Turn the tap, you know, lowered the tap rate, basically. Yeah, it, it,
1: it's, it's the art of create create a game, then create problems, and then sell the fixes to the players instead of providing it as a gameplay loop.
2: Which yeah,
1: you know, is fucking stupid. I don't well, have to and I'm tired got... of
2: spending money to further be allowed to spend money. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I talk shit about it on the podcast, but I'll gladly talk shit about... Um, what should have been one of my favorite 40k games dark tide um because thought dark tide
0: was good what went wrong
2: oh dark Tide uh, f- I didn't as play a game it. is a fantastic game it's everything that's wrapped around the game that's shit like they made sure that their fucking uh monetization scheme was up and running but they couldn't make a functioning like regular store like for the in like the Acquired in game currency, but boy, could you buy things. Oh, you know, it'd be a shame if we made any good looking outfits that didn't cost you extra money, real world money. Shame Just, shame. you know, wild, wild swings for this. And they, you know, they also had a lot of like really garbage community responses to things where they were like, yeah, you know, we hear you, and we're completely ignoring you. They don't say we're completely ignoring you, but you know. It, you know they are, though.
0: I'm not ready to move on just yet, but it just reminds me of something I'm going to talk about later, and how, like, NetherRealm Studios, Mortal Kombat, they're ready to sell you limited-time-use fatalities as uh, consumable, uh, whereas Tekken 8 has not a single microtransaction in it.
2: Yeah, no, uh, honestly... <laughs> More on that
1: oh. later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can talk about that more later. <laughs> I, I think Tekken 8's kind of got something else going on, but we can, we can talk about it later.
2: Yeah, you know what? You can play with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: or is that.
2: I mean, I think you can play your, with your friends in Mortal Kombat, but like...
0: Only if like you have the same platform. They don't yeah. have cross-platform yet. It was supposed to come out this month, but it's still not there.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we're only a quarter of the way through this month.
1: <laughs> we're not even a yeah we're not even a quarter of the way through the fucking year yeah uh, our third or yeah no quarter Yeah, our brain brain's a little fried at the moment
2: yeah but either way what i'm getting at is like i'm tired of being sold most of a product
0: yeah it's some bullshit it really um, is
2: like a lot but like you know what if i want to point out southern some other things like to poke you know to twist the knife further in Games that are releasing, quote, complete games, not early access games. I'm going to point out some early access games that have more going for them, like Lethal Company. Lethal Company has a fun gameplay loop. It's not very deep, but like, they don't make you buy extra shit. Like, I don't think they're... uh, Vic, you can... You've played Lethal Company, I haven't, but oh. you don't have microtransactions, right?
1: So all the cosmetics in the game are actually things you unlock, and they're still part of the roguelike aspect <gasps> of the game. You lose oh them god. if you lose like a run. Oh so. my god! <laughs> um, Which maybe that is uh, egregious, but it's not egregious in the same way we're talking about. It's more just like a something they could fix later on down the road. Eh, but that's also you know like
2: like you said, but doesn't it's cost money. Roguelite, it, it, but it's part of the roguelite, right? Like yeah um you know fuck it and i have played triple a games that are fully complete look back at the start of our year podcast where i gave fucking armored core my seal of approval for 2023 large part of that is it was a fucking complete game yeah it's true and
1: even even at that i'm okay with a with like a, a game you know being sold to me and it's not fully complete but as long as the not complete part isn't trying to be sold back to me extra if it's just like, oh, we fucked up, we released too early. Oh, we fucked up, that's buggy and glitchy. Oh, okay, you know what? I, I'm actually not that bothered by that stuff. It, it's really just the issue of them trying to sell. Like, it's like, oh, here's our $80 Canadian... 90, actually, just like $93. Yeah, it's getting
2: more expensive it's for you It's
1: so man. fucking expensive to buy a video game in Canada now, dude. It's $105 after taxes and shit. Fuck that. But anyways, <laughs> that aside, if it's, you know, let's say $60 or, uh, USD and... Um, and then, like, they're like, oh, and then you gotta buy the ending. What game was it that did that? There was a game that did this.
0: You had to buy the ending. And it's like
1: 20 bucks. uh, It was like years ago now. I can't remember the fuck it was. Was it Mass Effect 3? No, No. Mass Effect 3,
2: they patched in an ending. Oh,
0: okay.
2: There was a game. They they did give you that for free. It was just like six months later and nobody
1: cared. But either way, you get my point, though. It's just like. I know, uh,
0: Gear Solid 5, uh, the collector's limited edition had, uh, a little video that described the final mission that got cut from the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was still in storyboard, though. Unfortunately, that's...
0: effectively the true ending, though.
1: I feel like yeah. that's a little less egregious, just because that's more like a nod to fans. That's something that like they probably weren't going to put in the game anyways. I'm like, fuck it, we got it. Just ship they, it. With they almost collectors. had it,
0: though. Like there was footage. Yeah, there was it even was... a little part
1: where like
0: you had to gun down. Uh, you had to prevent yourself from gunning down liquid. Like that was really yeah. that was really dope. Instead, I mean, all we got was, uh, liquid. they, he flew off into the sunset with philanthropus, <laughs> and we just never see him again. Like, no. <clears throat>
2: honestly, I feel like that ending makes more problems for liquid in the long run. <laughs> yes. Like narratively speaking.
0: No, you don't gun him down. Right. But like,
2: no, I mean, no, like him having Solanthropus and, you know, just a lot of the things that it's the problem with making prequels, right? Like, yeah. You know, star Wars had this problem too, where it's like, but we put Chewbacca in episode three. So Chewbacca's then go- then in episode four, if we remember, we have a pretty f- infamous line about Han Solo being like, uh, you don't need no hokey religion. A good blaster pistol's all you need." Like he doesn't believe in the Jedi. He was alive during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He was, and even if he wasn't alive during the Clone Wars, Chewbacca fought with the Jedi Yoda. the Jedi Master. Yeah,
0: <laughs> who Luke went to go see later, and Chewbacca just never mentions him.
2: Yeah, no it. <laughs> It's they can the understand making... what he says.
0: We don't, but they can. He never mentions it, Yoda.
2: It is the problem with prequels in general, where yeah. you you want to make nods to things that are going to happen later, but in doing so, oftentimes you, like, destroy the story.
1: <laughs> but the worst part about it is, too, like a proper prequel is fucking amazing. It, 'Cause like you're like, ah, I get that reference, and then it's good and it leads up, and you like you finally get the connection. It's like, oh yeah, woo. But then you have so many of them out there that are just half-assed, and it's just like And then you're like, wait, but if that happened, then what happened in the actual game couldn't have happened or actual movie or whatever. Right.
2: And I'm not saying that like, you New needed Year, to write uh, Cilanthropus into battle or anything like that. It's just it recontextualized some of his conversations with Solid Snake. Uh, being that, you know. Well, it'd it be like. New b- big boss?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, it, what, it, what it effectively becomes in the end is a form of accidental retconning.
0: Uh, but, anyways. That, that again, ending was a little forgettable, too. Like, I'm not remembering yeah. all the details. That's um, yeah. intentional because it wasn't that memorable.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs> so,
2: um, but yeah, uh, what other games do we want to talk shit about while we're on the soapbox? Well,.
1: I was gonna say, I mean, moving away from uh, depressing embracer and Ubisoft, we could uh, talk about Katakawa. and Wait, what's uh, Katakawa? Their, their recent little acquisition. Uh, oh or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Their, their acquire, if you will. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll do a quick little rundown. If you guys don't know what the company acquire, uh, a c q u i r e, um, is, uh, they are the original developers of Tenshu, Way of the Samurai. And I think after that move, all that went on. They were they did things like Akiba Strip and uh, Octopath Traveler. So for like for like who they are, kind of know, right? Um, you may even, Katakawa, though is like a parent company, similar to Embracer Group, funny enough. <laughs> um, but they own companies like FromSoft, Spike Chunsoft. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the they have a bunch now, uh, but they also own like. I think they have like a fucking idol group, and they have like plenty of mu- music groups and uh, and animation studios and shit too. They're they're pretty. They're a multimedia company effectively, but they recently acquired a choir, which I hate saying it like that. <laughs> and uh, in in their little investor meeting panel thing, they explicitly stated that they are seeking a lineup expansion including redevelopment of past works, which to me sounds like remakes and remasters. Uh, They specifically have a listing here for Tenshu 4 and Octopath Traveler 2, which maybe means that they're going to make Octopath Traveler 3 and a remake of Tenshu 1 through 4. I I don't know. Um, But they also want to promote more collaborations between FromSoft and Spike Chunsoft with Acquire because of their cooperative relationship in the past. Uh, And then they go on later on somewhere in here, which I don't think I had the panel for it, uh, where they mention how uh, Sekiro was inspired and was effectively a spiritual successor to Tenchu uh, as part of the thing, which is exciting. It's very exciting. Dude,
0: I can't wait for more Tenchu. I love that. It was that
1: rumored. Um, I, I remember I, I think I actually may have mentioned this when I first found out that uh, Acquire bought back the rights for Tenchu because I think I think FromSoft it, it wasn't for, no. It's was Activision. Sorry, Activision had them kind of like sitting off in the middle of fucking nowhere, just just sitting there rotting, basically. And so Acquire bought them back. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that might mean that remakes are coming. And then you know, going through, I, I say rumors, like a couple of pe- like a, like one of the three remaining fucking people who talk about Shir on the internet mentioned that they were pretty certain remakes were coming. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a rumor. But now it's looking like it might actually be true. And th- this is from the horse's mouth too is the, the most exciting part about it.
0: And I thought the Gex remake was good news. This is even better, right?
1: Oh. I, I said it. I said it once. I'll say it again. I will drop everything I'm doing except Ashes of Creation because I spent a lot of fucking money on that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's coming out this year though, so I think it'll be good. Um, or either of these are coming out this year for the for that record. But um, but it, yeah, no. It's just like I'm I'm dropping everything. I don't I don't care if I'm like. As deep in Persona Three, ass deep in whatever no, the next Dark Souls game is, although that probably won't happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, Tenchu man, I'm I, I fucking, I'm so sad that that game has kind of stagnated the way it has. It's a good, it's a good series. I mean, I guess technically at this point, all three of the original stealth games are are gone. Well, t- unless until Tenshu comes back. Now that they're talking about it,
0: yeah, and I guess. That reminds me at State of Play, like they closed it out with Hideo Kojima saying, oh, I'm going to make another stealth action game. Wink, wink. And like had absolutely nothing to show for it <laughs> other Bro, than the announcement. Like 12 year old me would have been so hyped. But now I'm just like, you're just saying that.
1: If, if we get spiritual <laughs> successor, but h- hear me out. If we get spiritual successor to Metal Gear, which is effectively what he's saying, and if we get Tenshu back, because that's what Katakawa wants, uh, the only thing we're missing, then, is Thief.
0: True. But you could play Gloomwood. Didn't they do a
2: Thief, <laughs> like, um... Gloomwood's five thing. or six years or ago
1: that kind of blew? It, yeah, we don't talk was, about that one. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> bad, it was just extremely mediocre, and the stealth gameplay was not as pronounced as it really should have been. That, it, it, they were trying too hard to hit a, a wider market, and they just flopped. That That was the issue that and there was there's a lot of issues like yeah. shooting an arrow to like to put out uh, a fire and they don't even react to it like the <laughs> dude will be walking right there you watch the arrow whiz by his face and the big fucking brazier that you shot just like goes out and he's just like yeah no that's normal uh, <laughs> i don't like, need to relight that like
2: bro huh? that's weird
1: yeah <laughs> it had been a lot of issues but it, it effectively <laughs> wasn't a bad game you could still play it it's just that If you played any of the previous ones, or if you're a fan of stealth games, it probably felt like a kick to the nuts. Yeah, Yeah. I get that.
0: But uh, I I want to talk about something else real quick. So, okay, I got some notes. I got some notes. So in the last episode, please, dear listeners, refer to the last episode for the full take. Right. We covered about how Power World was kind of popping off. It was kind of the biggest news in gaming, and it's still pretty big news. Right. I just wanted to give a little update so i dug through some tweets got some numbers so i know as of february 3rd which uh today is february 8th in the year of our lord 2024 um on the third a couple days ago uh they were still hitting like more than a million players concurrently on steam which is a lot for steam right that's crazy uh they on the 31st of january last day of the month they announced some more sales numbers they had stopped giving out sales numbers because they were doing it every day because it was going up by a million every day, which is wild. They waited till the end of the month and they gave some more numbers. So current total as of the end of last month, January 19 million. I'm sure they're rounding down, but 19 million.
2: That's wild.
0: 12 million of them are on Steam. 7 million of them are on Xbox. That's fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, to put it in perspective, it it's pushing Elden Ring numbers of sales uh, of units sold. Mm hmm. Like, I think Elden Ring, I think the last reported anyway, so it was like 23 mil.
0: That's closing in on um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, the numbers we have for Tears of the Kingdom were only current as of November last year, so there was a whole, like, extra month uh, for the yearly sales of the game, right? Uh, However, that was 19.5 million as of November, and that game was old news by then. So it's like, I think it's going to go on to sell more than Zelda. Um, And that would make it...
1: It's definitely selling more than fucking Pokemon. <laughs> fuck
0: yeah, dude. And like soon, it'll probably eclipse Hogwarts Legacy, which was the best selling game last year at like twenty-two and a half million or some shit. So it's like the year's only just begun, but we may have our best seller that's already outsold oh, the last and, and, year.
1: And the crazy thing that people don't maybe don't realize is it's it's an early access game. And they've gone on gone on to say that it's only about 60 percent complete of what they would like. Or whatever. So the next big content patch they release is probably gonna pump, bump their sales numbers up even more. Yeah, because like it'll be like the, the
0: full game's out now. Please try it, and that'll make a lot of people yeah. to buy it.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, all I'm saying is it's got it's got a couple more attempts at, at bumping that number up. Yeah, at like, the very least. How will Switch win?
0: Seriously, if Nintendo would even allow it. <laughs>
2: oh, Nintendo wouldn't. No way. Like it
0: could. I don't know what what power they well, actually have, or
2: well, Nintendo can say that you're not allowed on our platform.
1: Well, I think it, <laughs> more than that, the Switch couldn't handle the game. I'm uh, I'm just gonna be real. It, it, the it, OLED it's Switch Unreal, probably could. It's Unreal Five, and it makes my 3060 Ti uh, not not peak. Like it doesn't like kill my system or anything, but it it does make it run if I play it at like medium settings. Um I, I I hear its low settings are very good but yeah. you'd be playing basically fucking like blo- a blocky ass game. Like I, I'm still rocking like 120 frames or something like that. Like you, I'm doing okay.
2: You would but, basically be playing uh one of the new Pokemon games?
1: Yeah, effectively. <laughs> I mean, it would probably still look better,
2: but yeah. Ah, man, that's wild. Uh, it's wild that Pokemon isn't even the best Pokemon anymore. <laughs> Pokemon uh,
0: hasn't been the best Pokemon for a while. That's well, true. But I, you get I am, what I'm saying. I am elated at the success of Power World. I hope the best for them. And the seeing the people get mad about it like made me very happy. However, I think they gave up. Like I'm sure there are still people bitching about it, but I can't fucking find them anymore. They're not well, like appearing in the wild in my feeds anymore.
2: Yeah, well, they're, so... I think they I gave have, up. I have a theory that there <laughs> needs to be some kind of... Video game drama uh, happening at all times, right? Like, mm-hmm. so last year at this time, they were still riding high on the uh, boycott Hogwarts Legacy, which our world is almost up to Hogwarts Legacy numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, wild again, just fucking wild. And the and Hogwarts Legacy was again such a non-starter because, like, if you actually hate J.K. Rowling stop spending any money on Harry Potter or any affiliated company that owns any Harry Potter rights or property um, but that impossible level task, right like no, it, it was such in power worlds much the same way. it's but in there there's no like underserved community that's being um, harmed by the existence of this game somehow. So, yeah, there's nothing to prop it up other than poor Nintendo.
0: I'm sure that Ni- <laughs> Nintendo
2: could stop Power World, they would have stopped Power World.
0: It ain't gonna happen. No. And I wonder what the next big controversy will be. Um I think it's going to be Stellar
1: Blade. You
0: want to talk Stellar about Stellar Blade?
1: Blade? Oh, uh, hell yeah. I mean, we could say that, but in reality, it's already kind of had its controversy and then it's gone. Yeah, because I mean,
2: man took the biggest L that I've seen on Twitter in a long time. One oh, blogger God. against
0: thousands of adoring fans like that's Look, comforting.
2: When when your defense is, I've dated tons of beautiful Asian women. What you just wouldn't know them? Do they live well, in fucking ho- Canada? No.
0: we need we owe the listeners an explanation. So
2: sorry, I'm just jumping in the middle of it to mock this. Let, man. let me tell you. So <laughs>
0: there we were. Um Stellar Blade is a game that's coming out soon, like this year. Like, I think it's like next month. I need to fucking buy it. Um, <coughs> it's coming out like next month or some shit. Uh, it was at State of Play. They had a very long trailer at State of Play. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Like, aesthetically, it looks like exactly my kind of game. It's It looks like Scarlet Nexus with like a little bit more realistic graphics, kind of like Near Automata, right? But like, it's got that weird like near apocalypse. uh oh, not yeah. Po- no, not it's- post-apocalypse. It's like apocalypse occurring. Um, that Scarlet Nexus was
2: absolutely biting off of Scarlet Nexus and near.
0: Yeah, I love that, and uh, the like (laughs) everything about the aesthetic, like just screams Scarlet Nexus. The UI, looking at those
2: cheeks, they're biting more off of Two B than I thought. Now I I have a comment
0: about that. So, um, not only did they steal the show at State of Play, I mean that's something you'll hear from me a lot of other people will probably say that the death stranding 2 trailer stole the show because it was very interesting but i didn't know what the fuck i was looking at
1: i fucking loved it so much but i'm also a bit i I am too much of a fan of that game i think sometimes i, I
0: still need to play the first one so I, if i had played the first one already i probably would have liked that trailer too but um <laughs> uh, S- uh stellar blade like absolutely so good so um a student after right after the state of play, there was a lot of sudden buzz. I mean, we knew this game was coming. It's not the first trailer. It's just it was a very in-depth look about what looks to be like a really good game. And uh, there have been a bunch of interviews, bloggers be blogging. But the uh, the bloggers, uh, the the usual suspects be blogging about positive takes about the game. Like you'd uh, you'd expect that, you know, places like um, the gamer or um, yeah, do they suddenly not hate Asians anymore? I don't think I don't think the gamer has released an article on Stellar Blade. Now nah, I could be wrong about that, but I I don't follow him. Um, I usually only see their articles when they post something really off, uh, really unhinged, right? Uh, but like even like IGN and I think Kotaku like have been praising this game, which is weird because you'd think that they would they, they hate Asians so much. Oh they probably wait, no, hate they it.
2: hate Japanese. They don't hate South Koreans. So that's the issue. Oh,
0: um, yeah. uh, that, w- that would that would explain a lot Fair. actually. Very different. Um, so that actually explains a lot. Now that you think about it, because the bias is towards Japan, not all of Asia. Um, <clears throat> there's this one blogger. Yeah, South Korea has no pedophiles. That we know of. <laughs>
2: you know what? Leave that in
0: just I, like that. I,
1: I didn't mean that what <laughs> <laughs> were God, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Oh, that's hilarious. No, but um, so there's this Fuck. one blogger. Um, his name was like Kareem Jovin. whoever that is. And this motherfucker was fighting for his life in those comments, basically. He made a couple posts after state of play where he commented on the trailer saying that uh, he, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't like it, right? He doesn't think it's very interesting. He thinks it looks very shallow. I think we watched two different fucking trailers. Cause what is he smoking? Um, but he doubles down and says that the women in this game look like children. And he also insinuated that, um, well, not insinuated, he directly said that if you find the women in this game attractive, the FBI needs to check your phone. Now, Um, There have been many articles that have come out after this guy. Because this guy's a nobody, right? Um, His tweet went viral just because he was the only person who had a problem with this fucking game, apparently. Hey, Dylan,
2: he has a blue check. He's clearly somebody.
0: Uh, You could buy those now. I
2: I know. I'm just mocking him. (laughs) Right.
0: Um, So, now, to be fair, there was another controversy right before his viral tweet where somebody uh, posted uh, about uh, that they were a former employee. Of the company making the game and they said that they and one other person were laid off because they're feminists. However, they offered absolutely zero proof and deleted their accounts. So it sounds made up to me. And no Probably journalist was. was willing to touch it. Nobody touched it. I haven't seen a single article about it.
1: i could have of sworn I saw something mentioned too that when when they were pushed for more, they said something. I can't find it anymore because it's just gone. But uh, so I guess take what I say with a grain of salt. But it, it was something along the lines of them actually giving shit to the developers and the company that uh, while they were working there. And that was the real reason they got fired. Had I believe to do it. With yeah. Well, contest. I mean, either way, there's like zero reporting on but it. But there was so, no like, proof, and yeah. I can't mm-hmm. find it anymore. I could probably try to way back or find a screenshot somewhere, but... It's like Look, the, the as usual as as suspects,
0: right? The bloggers we don't like, they would have jumped on a story like this, but yeah. they won't even touch it. <laughs> it must yeah. not be true. As far yeah. as
2: I'm aware... Like, it's as real as mass your weapons of mass destruction in the desert. Yeah. There you go.
0: Hilarious, right? So that was another thing that happened. So I I can't just say it was just this one Joven dude, right? Now, um, sometime after his post, uh, there's a slew of articles, uh, interviews with the people making the game where they talk about what inspired them, where they did say Nier Automata was a big inspiration, but also Sekiro and Bayonetta. Also, they they cited Jedi Fallen Order as inspiration as well. It is an action RPG. Right? Which is weird, because Jedi Fallen Order is inspired by Dark Souls, but it's easier. So, like, why did they just cite Dark Souls? I don't know. But they really like Jedi Fallen Order, probably for the Star Wars aesthetic over the Dark Souls formula. In probably. fairness,
2: that's probably, like,
0: easily. more what they were after. Because yeah. yeah. uh, the Jedi Fallen Order game, they do a lot of cool stuff with, like, the NPCs and the environment, like, a uh, little droid that's following you on your back and stuff, right? It's, like, interactive. Um,
2: yeah. No, it definitely has a lot more, like, interactiveness than elden ring or the dark souls games but they're not supposed to be as lonely of games i don't think as dark Mm -hmm. souls
0: so the part that kills me the most is that the lead girl her body is modeled after a real person a model from almost one to one. By the way, almost one to one. The only difference is her face, which has been changed. It's in house it like
1: Jue Yoon or something. Like, I, um, I forget her I'm name. Like, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I, I have I have it up because I have a hot take. Uh, I'm going to get to uh, near to the end of what what we got to say here. It's
0: just because it's funny because uh, some people are upset about the amount of ass shots or just the proportions of the main girl's body. But like upon closer inspection of this woman's Instagram, they got it exactly one to one. Like this is a <laughs> the body of a real woman. Just yes, <laughs> upon closer inspection
2: of the her Instagram, I like that.
0: <laughs> it is uh, very clear. This is a entirely one hundred percent real Asian woman who really looks like that. It's just her face is different, but the the face is fine. Like, no, I her
1: face her face is pretty close. I'm seeing it side by side right now. Yeah, it's like all, the only real difference is that the game model face fits like a plate, and the model's face changes like a regular human's face. But that's just video mm-hmm. game shit. That's the otherwise like static they look the same they probably yeah, did it would that be like um, uh, having a uh, video game par- characters
2: like realistically put on clothing that doesn't happen for a reason, right. right well
0: yeah. they, they probably have a different actress doing the the motion capture Pop-cam. for the talking yeah right oh, that too so it's like assuming they're even doing mocap for the talking like I, I know you don't have to do that but like they probably modeled her face to be advantageous to the talking scenes and close-ups
2: yeah, no, I've definitely, you know, I went to an article, there's this PushSquare.com, they have a little video of them taking pictures of her, like, for the stuff, and yeah, no, she is unabashedly, like, like, she is unabashed about how hot she is.
0: Yeah, and the, like, the, she, the, the developers are all for it, they're just like, yeah. I want to play a game that features beautiful people, more beautiful than myself because i want to escape to these worlds and it's like I, that's respectable i am fine with that yeah you yeah, yeah. did dev
2: also known for butt jiggling game nike uh <laughs> says he put special attention this is in quotes into the female leads back because that's what players see most of the time
0: because it's a third person camera Yes, that's why so the default costume saying, like, has all those blinky lights and stuff. It's like yeah. super detailed. He wasn't just talking about the dimensions of her ass, right?
1: Like no, the whole outfit he, is like pleasing from the back. He's literally saying her back, like like her actual back, because yeah. if you look at even the alternate outfits, they've got crazy ass designs going through the back. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, so there it, are so plenty. He, he's not even being a pervert about it. Is the is the funny part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Well, she could still be, also be being appropriate. Oh, it's it,
2: probably right. a double entendre. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, but yeah, no. And I also went and look, re looked at the guy's tweets, Dylan. And like, it's wild. You know, he's like, oh, the, uh, he, he talks about the, over, yeah, I can't get past the over sexualization. But then he qualifies that with, it would have been passable if their female characters didn't have the faces of a damn child. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're okay with oversight like he really he's is like, over i would be fine
0: looking at their bare ass like that if it was an american face or it was something else yeah. but right and
2: you know and he Ugh. you know fighting for his life in those comments where and like it sounded like a joke earlier when i led a you know led this with the the tweet where he said that i've dated many beautiful asian women like he real he literally pulled out the I can't be racist because I've dated women of that race, like
1: is, is he currently? Maybe there's I, something to that. I mean I don't care if he is was, or was, ever I was, has. I, I, I was making the joke that they, they, like, they clearly dumped his ass. <laughs> yeah
2: no like and oh no if he like straight up if like based off of zero evidence if this guy ever dated women that were Asian he did it because they were model minorities. No, I, and I'm not saying he's racist because he thinks they have childish faces. A lot of Asian women look young until they're, like, in their 60s, in which case they wake up one day with, like, wrinkles that make them look like Grandma Toff from...
1: Unfortunate.
2: I mean, it, it's just, and I know that's an exaggeration, but it is a long-standing joke for a reason. Um... No, we. I don't understand the thought process of being like, let me say some fucking wild shit, and you know what? I'm gonna double down when people tell me I'm wrong.
1: So, I I got a hot take. Um, I, I mean, first off, I want I want to lead on. Uh, we we've talked about this before. I might come up. I don't think anyone's ever had called me on anything before. But I'm not a big fan of fan service. Usually, like, not that it bothers me or, or like turns me off on a game i just tend to not like it as much comparatively to like something that's more grounded i guess i don't know where to go with that well oh yeah rounded while talking about fan service okay grounded not rounded. (laughs) oh my bad sorry that's what i heard yeah yeah (laughs) but um but i i want to say that this i don't think this is i don't even i don't know i would i had to to call this fan service obviously there's ass shots it pans to her ass a lot obviously and she's wearing like in some of these she's wearing like skin tight clothing or uh, near skin tight but the fact of the matter is is that every outfit that i see all of the alternates some of them she's wearing like a big fucking jacket
2: oh yeah no like is not some... all of her outfits it's very reminiscent of near though i will it... i will give them
1: that because it, yeah everyone
0: talks shit about near because the characters are so sexy but it's like Two B's completely covered, and her tits aren't that big. Like,
1: Yeah, and <laughs> this this lady is fully yeah, clothed. Look at she's the... got, like, the one skin suit. But even that, like, it's not like there's, I'm sure there's she's no got boob window. Suits. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> there's, there's no boob window. Like, there's no, like, navel, no, like, near crotch shot, uh, like, arrow thing. I don't know what the fuck to call that. I'm sure someone knows. But Oh,
2: her model, ha- like, the, the woman they use for her model has more shots uh, like easily accessible on her Instagram wearing less clothing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I I, I I, can't call this, I can call this sexualized because of the shots, but the actual like costumes and the actual outfits, I can't actually. I, I think I, I there's, <laughs> just, I think that's I, fair. And, no, and, I, I don't know. And, maybe that's a hot take, but I just, I can't, I
2: don't see it. Well, I definitely think there's a difference. So like when we, okay, like uh, there was a, uh, a game that maybe I talked about on the podcast that had an anime happen like two seasons ago, which was called um, Atelier Riza. Ry- uh, and
0: yeah. we definitely in, briefly mentioned that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And in the show, the camera angles, even though it's an anime, I'm going to call them camera angles, um, focus gratuitously on her thighs. In fairness, her nickname to the Internet is Thiza. I get it. And her thighs but, are nice. Like, but... But, like... Her outfit's not egregious. No. The show sexualized her with the camera angles, but, like, none of the characters called shit up. They had a fucking beach episode, and not a single person got a fucking nosebleed. Just saying, like... It's pretty funny, actually. From. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... and But, like, the camera was, like, all about them ass and titties. Don't get me wrong. It's, like... The people drawing her knew what people were showing up for. It's, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely one like, like something that you know. There's a difference between them because, like, in if in the game, not a single person calls out like her wearing a bikini into battle or whatever for Stellar Blade. Then that tells me that this world is not one that has the same. Hang-ups that we have and that you gotta get out of your head. It you applying our real world sensibilities to fake worlds is insane. It, it, but, like, that's why we play video games so we don't have to put up yeah. with the monotony of day-to-day it, life where we're self-censoring or you know, qualifying. Well, you know, I don't like that guy. I know he's Pakistani, and I don't hate Pakistanis, but you know, like. I just picked one at random. I don't know any actual Pakistani people.
0: You know, the the world champion for Tekken is from Pakistan. Oh, well.
4: (laughs) I
2: hate him, Dylan. Not because he's (laughs) Pakistani, because I probably couldn't land a hit. (laughs) (laughs) You beat my ass. Um, But, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's my point, though. Like, Like, we live in a, like, our current Western stance is like, you can't have A majority view and we can see that a lot of things are majority views because people vote on them right like (laughs) like like when the cameras are off as it were we can see how people really think Mm -hmm. um and you know like that's why the wider majority wasn't willing to cancel jk rowling and and hogwarts legacy
0: because boy they were loud and boy they tried but that game was the best selling of the year what a blunder to try to boycott a game that not only succeeds becomes the best selling game of the year it's mm-hmm. y- it's a comedy
1: like <laughs> just um, imagine with me for a moment if instead of trying to boycott Hogwarts legacy they, they you know we're like hey guys listen J.K. Rowling kind of a dick we don't like her very much but we get it you guys uh, you know you've grew up with a series well here here's some some charities you could also donate to uh, if you felt the need to for, I don't know, for like trans people or whatever, right? This is just guilt and, tripping. <laughs> and, and, and no, maybe, it's... maybe, but I think that's a, that would have been a way better thing than like, oh, I can't believe you didn't boycott this game, you fucking bigot. It's
4: yeah. Like and sad. it's
0: funny because there were a couple of content creators like Girlfriend Reviews who like had intended to donate to these charities before starting their stream, expecting there to be trouble. And they still got all the harassment. Like,
2: yeah. Well, and there were there There was no notable streamers that got bullied. Like the one time uh, in my life, I think I've ever come to Silvervale's defense was over that game.
0: Oh my god! (laughs) Our arch is (laughs) Silvervale.
2: I mean, she doesn't even know I exist anymore. Okay, like Mm -hmm. the the number of men that she's had to deal with on the internet, like Mm -hmm. the hot dog falling on the woman meme, like. Like,
1: yeah. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Like, no. Zero percent chance that she remembers I exist, okay? M- yeah, maybe, maybe
1: when prompted, but otherwise. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't know. But the point is, like, there's no... There's no activism like slacktivism.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, if it requires zero effort, but you can... Go and feel morally superior to people. Jump on X. I'm going to fucking call it X now, nerds. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, tell people how much they hate, you know. Or how much you hate them. Because you decided that your entertainment option was not actually hurting them enough to not not buy it. I mean, double mm-hmm. negatives are weird. Uh, but... I mean but that's again, we see uh, that time and time again with just internet drama, like mm-hmm. you know, I said X because Twitter because Elon bought Twitter, right? Like it suddenly it was the end of the world for a while, but like fucking everybody who's anybody still has a goddamn Twitter account mm-hmm. or X. They never or whatever. Left. Yeah.
0: yeah. If anything it's grown.
2: Yeah. And in fact it I mean it doesn't make more money than it did. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. He definitely tanked its value
0: they they spend a lot less money
2: that's true too and i would honestly say it's probably better because like the community like review protections extend to all tweets i don't actually know what you're supposed to do instead of tweeting anymore honestly Uh, what's Uh, it called when you post
1: it's 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 literally just called posts now oh that's that's why people literally just (laughs) said fuck it we're gonna keep calling it twitter it might as oh, man, well. I said
2: something that's going to get my hands <laughs> RIP. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, Dylan can cut it if it really matters. I, nah. No. We're an hour and 14 I
0: minutes in. Mean, it's like, say, is Apple really going to kick us off iTunes for that? I
2: don't know. Also, the the people that listen to our podcast will probably find that funny, but I just let <laughs> drop that. <laughs>
4: but anyway, It
0: was the 90s. No, um, that's a great segue, though, because like I, I want to talk about Genshin now. Right. Please. So... um. Because we were just talking about Hogwarts and drama and how boycotts don't work and stuff like that and slacktivism. Like, I think that the, what, a perfect, what a more perfect segue could there be for the Genshin drama, right, Vic? Like, it all kind of started yeah. with, the, with the, the rewards, right? So before we talk about any content creators, why, why don't you set the stage for dear listeners who may or may not be tuned into the Genshin Impact meta? Uh, but, like, so- why are they mad about the game?
1: Okay, so one of the issues with Genshin, uh, aside from all the things you've heard or I've experienced, um, well, actually, I guess if you've experienced it, you might know this. But uh, the anniversary rewards uh, have always kind of sucked. They they gave out, like, a free 10 pull, and then, like, sometimes when they're prompted to, they give out another one. But, I don't know, if you've ever played a gacha game before, you know that that's like a drop in the fucking barrel, and it's kind of like a spit in the face above the amount that you genuinely need to get shit. Um, which means that you're still probably spending like $150 anyways. So it just it just feels really stupid, especially when they make a game like Genshin that makes like, I think they're like a billion dollar game. Like not a billion dollar company, a billion dollar game. And they can't fucking, you know, give us like a free five star or something, you know, like give us a little something here and there for being loyal to the game. So like people have been pissed. And that's not even recent, by the way. That's just how it's been since the beginning. Um, and they usually treat uh, so it's not their anniversary coming up. It's the, what we call Lantern Right, and it's like Chinese New Year stuff. And they treat it as kind of like better than their anniversary. And you're so you, they used to give out better stuff. They give out a free four star. They give it like some more rewards usually. Well, this year they said they're giving us three extra pulls on top. <laughs> and, uh, oh man. Everybody, China included, was up their ass about it um, until they weren't uh, in the West anyways.
0: Yeah, so let's talk more about that. So uh this next part deals with content creators, and I am going to really simplify this because it really didn't amount to anything. But as the story was a developing story, I posted a forum thread on Cafe that you can go read instead, where I, I go into explicit detail. Um But... There are two content creators in general. I'm, I'm not going to name them just yet. I'm just going to describe them first. So there's these two very large creators in Genshin. One, they're both assholes, by the way. Like these are both yes. like fucking rotten ass people, right? One of them might be more rotten than the other. However, they're both assholes. One of them, right? Um, he he made a video where he hired a translator to translate the Chinese, and he uploaded it to Billy Billy talking about how western players we are in solidarity with the chinese players this is bullshit we don't want to um what's it called um stand for this the rewards aren't good the only way hoyoverse the developers against impact will change anything is if we stop paying them and so basically suggesting a boycott right of the microtransactions right i mean not saying you can't play the game not saying you can't make content on the game right Just, uh, don't pull, right? Now, um, I'm not quite sure where that other asshole is on this, uh, but he doesn't like that dude, right? I don't know if he necessarily agrees with him, but he's also, like, sponsored by Hoyoverse and totally in their pocket. So, like, he's not gonna comment on this, right? Because then he'd get dropped by the sponsor. So, at a high level, that's important. So, I'm gonna name these people now. So... The, the asshole that hired a translator, his name's Tectone, right? Yep. And then the asshole that uh, is being paid by Mahoyo and didn't say anything, but doesn't like Tectone, is called Atsu, or Asian Guy Streams, right? These two people are like the fucking scum of the earth, okay?
1: <laughs> and, and they've been fighting for about as long as Genshin's been giving us shit anniversary rewards. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: so uh, some examples, uh, this Atsu guy, right? Um, he... I, I forget the words he used, but there was, there was this other channel and they, they did a lot of math to justify like what characters are worth pulling for and what is their potential with math. But like when Zhongli came out, their math was wrong or their take was just bad or something. They thought he was a bad character, right? Um, and this Atsu guy just fucking like crushed him. He like um, said a bunch of disparaging shit and basically told them like... <coughs> I I forget what he said. I wish I had the quote, but it was like egregiously mean. And his fans are just as mean as he is. And they like bullied these guys into quitting uh, content creation. I don't even remember their names. They're just a fart in the wind. They're gone. Right? I mean, they were
1: were small people at the time is the worst part. And Atsu, I I don't think he was necessarily big, but he was like bigger than them. Right. Was he sponsored yet? (laughs) I don't know if I anyone was sponsored so. at that age. Uh, I yeah, was the Genji content creator program wouldn't come until later.
0: Right. But that's not what the story is about today, right? So uh, there was this guy, uh, and again, much more detail in the forum post. Another content creator called Ziox or Xyloc or whatever the fuck his name is, he makes a funny post. It looked like some shit I would post.
1: It, it, the funny thing is, <coughs> he was genuinely memeing. He didn't mean it to be like meme mm-hmm. or anything like that.
0: Basically, it was a, a <laughs> screenshot of YouTube. Two videos, you know, stacked on top of each other as they are. One is uh from Doro 44, and it's like the Genshin Impact update is insane. 4.4 live stream reaction. The one below it is Tectones, Genshin Impact 4.4 looks underwhelming. Tectone reacts. So they reacted to the same fucking stream. The developers telling you what's coming in 4.4. Yeah. Right. Of course, Tectone recently, before that, was like, hey, we should not pull, you know, the anniversary thing's unforgivable. We need to We need to have solidarity with the Chinese players who are up in arms about this, right? Whereas Doro is sponsored by miHoYo or or HoYoverse. And so of course he's gonna have good feelings about it, but he's also a really positive dude, right? And so it's unclear if his positivity is bought for or if he just won't be negative on camera.
1: Well, here's the thing, he actually did come out. uh, So after that post, the the, the quote unquote duality of man post, everyone's calling it. uh, He actually did state that he's like, yeah, I would love Genshin to be better. He's like, but I am just genuinely enjoying my time in the game. He's like, I'm not gonna pretend that I hate the game when I don't. And he mm. actually stood up for himself a little bit and he normally doesn't. He normally just kind of keeps his head down. He's like the timid little guy. Yeah. And people just like him because he's wholesome and, and, and great. And I was like, hey, let's yeah. leave Doro alone, guys. Like fuck. We don't get wholesome motherfuckers like that on the internet every every day, all right? Jesus.
0: Yeah, but this post is kind of like the spark that lit the the fire, the powder keg, right? So, yep. Tectone is that kind of asshole who will fight back basically anything that comes his way uh, with much more force than came his way, right? It's like, oh, you've you you've bothered me in the slightest. Enjoy dying, right? Like, he, yeah, it's like the, the fucking WWE. He's like a heel. Like he makes more drama posts than he makes uh, content posts. It feels like. And I used to enjoy watching his videos,
1: but like that's that's the, where I'm at right now too. Is it's just like ectone is a bit of an asshole, or always has been a bit of an asshole. And it was fun to watch him, even if he didn't even like Genshin or whatever the fuck he's playing. Mm-hmm. He's just an entertaining guy. But the issue is is that he, he 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 weirdly takes offense to things that he shouldn't, um, and then overblows them or jumps on top of them. you like in the case of them not being about him. Mm-hmm. Under the guise that he's like taking this moral grandstanding thing. And then his fans was like, Oh no, he's just joking. He's just joking. It's like, really, is he joking? When he does it every single <laughs> fucking time. He can say he's joking. But if it's the only thing he ever does, I'm starting to I'm starting to call bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Also, Tectone lore is a little convoluted, right? So yeah. he he went he came to Genshin because he was looking for a new game after the Arknights community kind of kicked him out. Right. To
1: be fair, he was wrongly kicked out of Ark Knights. And I'll, we only I, found I, I'll, that I'll out recently that.
0: though. Like he was only very recently vindicated completely about the Ark Knights thing. But before yeah. that, he showed up at Genshin as this like Ark Knights reject and the Arknights community was like this is a bad dude, don't work with him, right? And then the people in the Genshin community that that spawned from the game's launch, like they didn't want to work with him, right? So it's unclear if the whole arknights thing that ended up being nothing but lies uh poison the well and he just keeps over defending himself uh from people who never gave him a chance or is that not what happened and he just is a dick that's more likely right but it's like it's unclear like why is he such a black sheep is it because of how he behaves or did they hate him first and he's just never he's always stood up for himself a little bit more than he should well, right. I,
1: think, I think it's really just one of those moments of a little bit of that, him sticking up too hard, going too hard. Because, like, if it's a misunderstanding, like, you could just be like, hey, man, listen, uh, that ain't it, that that didn't happen, I didn't do that, whatever the fuck the, the, the formality is, right? But instead, he comes swinging, he's like, nah, you're a fuck, you're like, I don't know what the fuck he would say, but he would just go in on them, and it's like, bro, no, mm-hmm. Jesus Like the envy thing where he just immediately was like, ah, you're Don Atsu's side. Ah, you're, ah, yeah. Right. And he goes in and starts telling him that, like, his feelings don't matter. And then he is, his fucking, his mental health's fucking, like, dog shit. And just goes in on him, like, bro, we don't know if anything he says is true. He could be, uh, you know, this envy guy, for the record, made a big post about his trauma Mm -hmm. with that gun. Well, well, hold on. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, let, let me, let me, let me reel it back. So, it's a
0: cycle right somebody says something it bothers tectone he defends himself uh or he starts it right um and then there's a feud dies down nothing ever comes of it which is about where we're at right now but if that's all that happened and there wasn't more to the story we wouldn't be talking about it today because that's not interesting that happens all the time yeah. right the unexpected yeah. turn of events is, happening is so this atsu guy right like they were feuding right he wrote a big long post tectone made a bunch of videos typical drama bait <laughs> That's not interesting. What is interesting is that after that happened, another content creator, Braxaphone, whose videos of when I was playing Genshin, I did watch his videos are really good, straight to the point informational, right? He releases a big, long Google doc about how he thinks this Atsu guy is a part of this in group and that he's used his connections to exclude him from partnership opportunities with Hoyoverse, which is a very big claim, right?
2: Yeah. But does sound like a big fucking claim.
0: There, there's a couple holes in his story, and I in the post on the forum I totally recommend M. Tash's video. I think M. Tash is probably the most sane man on the subject. He's got the best take. If you're gonna watch anybody, you should just watch his videos. But like <clears throat> on the subject, I mean, like he doesn't really play a whole lot against it anymore. Um, but um he rightfully points out that there's a lot of like fishiness to Braxophone's story. Because he goes into like explicit detail about like photo opportunity where they took a photo like immediately after he walked away without him right and it's just like a bunch of anecdotal evidence of like I'm being pushed away but I didn't really do anything wrong a (laughs) whole lot of
2: unverifiable
0: right a lot of things that would have been explained if he was an awkward little guy right (laughs) but uh, Amtash has met this guy in person and he was normal so it's like he can't be that weird right but like was he being weird with these people like Is he just being denied for that reason? It's unclear. But what nobody expected was a bunch of other creators, one of which I I name in the post. It's uh, a on his live stream that he reads through Braxophone's post and corroborates the details. Like, yeah, he does the same shit to me. That guy doesn't like me. I don't know why. And like, I've been denied, you know, in group opportunity because that guy doesn't like me. And he tells people not to work with me. Right. And it's like, wow, crazy. And then like, some cosplay chicks are like, yeah, he's creepy at conventions or, and some other people spoke up. They're like, yeah, he's not a good dude. Right. And it's like, wow. I mean, I knew Atsu was a bad dude, but like <laughs> the, the, the fucking whole Genshin community fucking turned on this guy.
1: Right? It, this guy's married by the way. And he's pretty he creeps on fucking cosplay chicks at conventions. Right. Just for, for full, full, like full story thing there.
0: And then he makes it worse for himself by making a big long post, which he starts with the phrase, I just woke up. I'm going to give a quick reply. Right. He goes on to write an novel. essay. Yeah, it's a huge fucking blue checkmark post, right? Yeah. Fucking twit longer in Twitter, blue checkmark at work, and uh, he basically uh, denies several parts of Brax's document, but then goes on to not address some of his claims, right? And then um, <coughs> it's like he's just like, why why can't I not be friends with someone? I could choose who I'm friends with, but it's like he did no effort to address the whole. I'm ruining his career accusations. He just conveniently didn't mention those things, and it's like, bruh, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> um, and then, only to make matters worse, Goose Egg and Envy, like the next day, each posts their own long things. Goose Egg did a Google Doc, and Envy did a thirteen like page tweet thing because he doesn't have the blue check mark, right? And I, I point out in the forum like these were posted ten minutes apart, right? Goose Egg's testimony against Atsu also vindicates Braxophone and goes into explicit detail about how Goose Egg was harassed out of content creation by Atsu and his fans, and the proof is in Atsu's videos. I I, I remember watching him when this was happening; like he would like basically shit on this guy, right, and then until he vanished, right.
1: Yeah, he like, he actually put Goose into a position where Goose started to. Apparently, what ended up happening was he started feeling like he was mini Tectone. like he was just riding Tectone's ass the whole time, and it, it made him depressed because he thought he was they were friends. And apparent, I, I I don't remember where, but it was mentioned at some point that like he was in a pretty dark place. I don't think anything was ever said about like self harm or anything, but like it was kind of implied a little bit here yeah. and there. So Atsu basically just pushed this guy for no reason, right? For, for so so TLDR. Just <laughs> just saying, felt like
0: <laughs> early in his career, looked up to Atsu and like he sent him like a uh, uh, some bits on Twitch with a note about how you're such a big inspiration for me. I'd love to learn from you. Uh, and then Atsu just like slams him down like you cannot buy my friendship. Get the fuck out of here. You're a fraud. Right. And then, you know, he moves on. He never contacts Atsu again. But then he gets, you know, hooked up with Tectone. They get along really great. They move in together. They're making content together. Right both channels be growing and Atsu is like I will not accept this you are taking advantage of this guy um that I don't like uh and that that makes me like you even less so I'm gonna ruin your career and it's like wow what a dick (laughs) and then just 10 minutes later Envy posts his long thread about how uh he feels that like um everything he does is a competition with Tectone um, and he makes some claims that Tectone has asked him to go live at different times because Tectone's viewers will go to Envy, but there's no proof. Um, and he, he makes a bunch of basically appeals uh, to Tectone being a bad dude, which we already know. Right. Uh, but that also includes a, a clip from Twitch where um, Tectone is doing his like all day live stream subathon thing right and he's in the, yeah. in the in the car with his wife and i
1: think he did like a month straight and without turning it off or something
0: yeah she she said something to him about like their relationship that he disagreed with and it started an argument but she didn't want to have an argument on camera so she like kind of kept her mouth shut and it was really awkward right and a lot of people will point at this and be like look he's obviously hitting his wife right <laughs> um,
1: well- don't yeah I don't think that's what happened but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, people are like this is this is proof enough that, that it's bad but they got divorced anyway right I really, and I really they're not in the terms. argument
1: I really hated the argument that he, that he made back to he's like oh well I can't believe you would use that against me he's like bro you recorded it you you pushed this to the internet and didn't even like you didn't even delete the bot it's still there. Mm-hmm. What do you mean people are, are using your wife? Bro, it's a fucking public clip. It's Envy's on reply was
0: perfect. Envy's reply was perfect. He didn't reply to Tectone. He instead posted a snapshot of the DM with Tectone's ex-wife saying, yeah, post a clip. We're not on good terms.
1: <laughs> yeah. and, and it's funny because like like he <laughs> pretended like they were had been bantering on, twi- uh, uh, on Twitter. And in reality, it's just him badgering her.
0: Yeah. I was putting the forum post together wow. and I was talking to you, Vic, in DMs. And I was like putting the story together. And, and then you sent me Freem's tweet where, where she was like, no, we're not in good terms It's between me, him and our lawyers. I just don't talk about it. It's not, I don't want to make content out of this. And it's like, she did not go into detail about how bad the terms are. Right. Yeah. There's no allegations. They don't talk about it. Neither side talks about it. Right. And that's why Tectone was upset about it. Cause he's like, I don't talk about this and neither should you. Um, and we don't know. We'll never know. It's their and, private and, business.
1: And for the record. I, I would normally like I think using shit like that. Like when people tried to use Atsu's wife against him. Yeah, that that's pretty stupid. She had nothing to do with it. That, that, that's cringe. Same. But, yeah. but the frame stuff is public. It's out there. It mm-hmm. shows his character, even if it was like a fucking behind what should have been a behind closed doors little argument that every couple has. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And that's and, and I think that it's fair for Envy to use it as a yeah, corporation yeah, on thing. his character.
0: Uh, the other like weird dimension to this is that, um, <coughs> Atsu's wife is effectively a character in Atsu's content, whereas uh, Tech-Tone and Freem are two different content creators that both have audiences, yeah, right? Um, which is uh, a weird dynamic, right? Um, because it's like I don't think of Atsu's wife in the same way I think of him. I don't even know her name, she's Atsu's wife, right?
1: Like, I only reason I know her name is because uh, I'm looking into this, I found her, it's Neko something like that it's whatever but the point but she's is she's not a content creator long story short
0: it's like i i think it was a dirty tactic to bring it up but it's like i mean it's public it's not like he was leaking something that wasn't known right
1: yeah like it wasn't like he was digging through her past or or getting her to make statements it's like no she mm-hmm. everything she did was on her own he asked if she was if fine with him posting the clip even though it's a publicly available clip yeah but my, it's, like, it's it's all over well it was at one point all over LSF it was shared around people like tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people saw the clip on fucking Twitch It's crazy uh, so, and it's yeah. like
0: that and her saying that they're not on good terms is like the first time I'd even heard they weren't on good terms because when they had separated they said it was amicable and mutual they still followed each other and still talked on Twitter so it's like
1: I figured that's just them not trying to rock the boat yeah,
0: honestly like you you sent me that tweet and I was like wow that sh- fucking changes everything like <laughs> I had to like edit my post because <laughs> um, that that really like changes it. Because I I definitely was not a fan of Envy's response. Right now, what Tectone said to Envy was was rude and inappropriate. Right? Yeah,
1: that, that that's kind of where I was like, I, I you know what Envy what he posted is clearly. Like a defense of Atsu, which is, yeah. that's cringe. Obviously, Atsu does not fucking need it. He's a dumbass. It's a a that, lot of you know. the
0: replies were like, how much did Atsu pay you to say yeah, this? Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I, and I think there's some some truth to that. Because obviously, Atsu and Envy were in that one in-click. So it's it's a pretty fa- fair thing to assume. But the issue I had is that, like, a lot of what Envy said was just, like, that he felt pressured and felt, like, issue with the way Techdown treated him. And when, and when he thought he had asked them to finally shut the fuck up, and he did... He went behind closed doors and then started talking shit. The, pretty much the same thing Atsu was doing, if you think right. about it. But it was Tectone to Envy. And it's just like, and, and then he, and then Tectone turns around and says that, nah, your feelings don't matter. You're a fucking idiot. Mm. You're, you're making this shit up. And yeah. it's just like, is he though? Because like, you had a bunch of other content creators names in your mouth. This entire time that had didn't even speak up. They yeah. still haven't spoken up. So what the fuck do you mean, Tectone? You're literally just being outsued.
0: Right. And w- what's interesting is that uh Tektone's reply on Twitter to Envy's post, like uh he uh makes the claim that uh Envy is weaponizing his sensitivity. And given what Envy actually said, like I I think that's a pretty good argument, actually. Like, and that's fair. He's and that's a, he's a dick saying, about yeah. it, but he's kind of right. Like Envy is complaining about all these things that he totally kind of inflicted on himself. Like there's he had no reason to ever communicate with Tektone. Like the the feeling that you're competing with him when your content is completely different. He's a free to play account. Right. Yeah. He never spent money on the game well, ever, than ever.
1: That, like Envy kind of already had the like he was at one point one of the if not the biggest cr- creator for Genshin. So mm-hmm. he really had no reason to feel alienated or or attacked or whatever. He was kind of king shit for a little bit.
0: So yeah. so it's like I don't know where this like competition feeling came from because like I don't think their viewers actually overlap. I think he might have been making it up. The the part about Tectone asking him to stream at different times so that I, the the or viewers don't lean exaggerating
1: it super hard.
0: Yeah. Like maybe he insinuated it once as a joke or something. <laughs> it's like aha, I'm going to hold on to this for later. It's like yeah, that that's weaponizing someone's speech against them. It's like his his argument felt really empty. It's almost like Atsu asked him to do it. Like, whereas Goose Eggs was like completely genuine and everyone saw what Atsu did to him. There is no need to prove it. It's right there in Atsu's video, right? Yeah, so it's I'm like
1: actually super glad Goose is back to streaming again, because like
0: what dude, cool it was dude. fun.
1: Yeah. I, I actually love this shit. I also felt really bad for Brax because I've only had one bad interaction with where he uploaded a video and said something really fucking stupid and it was like what the fuck man you're supposed to be the person someone goes to for guides you can't say that shit i think it was like he said a character was bad because they can only be played one way which but it's just like his knee-jerk reaction was very odd but otherwise i mean and and that's just game shit that's not personal person Right. right um and so, he otherwise, it's been a pretty decent dude. So I felt really bad for these guys that they were getting shit like that behind the scenes, man. Yeah,
0: didn't, so didn't deserve that. In conclusion, uh, both Atsu and and Tectone kind of like farm drama for clicks and stuff, so they probably got the bag, right? They probably made oh, a lot of money oh, on this.
1: Them and Hoya won. one, yeah. For like,
0: it. it it was cool to see the Genshin community come together and vindicate Braxophone. Yes. and and finally take Atsu down a peg because Atsu was kind of untouchable, right? Like people will say things about Atsu but nothing ever stuck, right? Yeah. A- and, and now uh, now people are seeing him for the jerk that we always knew him to be. Yeah.
2: Now it's, I have an important question at the end of all of this. Can I roll on characters or not?
0: So that's the funny thing is that the this entire drama, <laughs> yeah, it fell through. And in fact, Ooh. one of the one of the players in this in this drama was uh Tenha who is one of Tectone's friends, he is a whale. Like his content is I spend a thousand dollars. Let's see what happens. Roll the slot machine, right? Like um, live vicariously through my dopamine. That's his content, right? Yeah. And he never stopped spending, right? And so he some people got mad, mad at him.
1: drama. People just get yeah. mad at him. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're not boycotting. He's like, what do you mean? I never said I was. <laughs>
0: it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter. Like <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, he lives under a rock. That's fine. But like, um. The righteous thing would have been to uh, side with the Chinese community and boycott. However, because Tectone was on the side of the boycott, there's a lot of people who just hate Tectone with every fiber of their being, whether he deserves it or not. Um, And because Tectone wanted to participate in the boycott, they went hard at spending or they just didn't listen, right? Because they cannot be on the same side as Tectone for anything. So...
1: And, yeah and for the record i don't even hate Tecton all that much i i just it's so frustrating to watch a man be so disconnected from reality sometimes
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's it not, not like watching dark side Phil. like it's not that yes, bad
1: it's not no nowhere near that bad but like but you're right he is kind of in that in that direction in that like spectrum a little bit yeah he's like a heel in the wwe
0: yeah he's, He's like uh, he's like what Ronnie Radke is to music, right? He is to uh, YouTube commentary, I guess. He's just like antagonistic for money. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, man, money be money, right?
0: We got one more big story to cover today. God damn yeah. it, we're gonna cover it. Okay. Tekken eight that story is Tekken eight came out. Oh, up.
1: right. <laughs>
0: we got to talk about Tekken eight. We
1: did mention it earlier on, so it's fair. Yeah. Also, yeah. We tell me about it. your Tekken eight.
0: We mentioned it last episode because it came out that day that we were recording and I had like played like two character chapters like which is like a five round and a video and an ending, right? Um now uh credentials uh I'm going to give you my opinion on Tekken 8, but let me tell you what I've done in Tekken 8. I have completed the main story campaign. I did not go back for the secret ending. Um I will eventually, but um have not done that yet. However, uh, I have also completed every single character chapter. I have completed the Super Arcade Quest. I have unlocked several extra costumes through Super Ghost Battle. And I am in the orange ranks in ranked play with Kuma. Okay. I have made several custom characters. And I have... uh, I, I, I lost a tree last night. As Kuma, so I downloaded his ghost and I beat the shit out of it for like an hour straight.
1: Well, you learned his, you yeah. his ghost. I'm ready. <laughs> he, he listens to the podcast, so he's <laughs> gonna
0: know. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't an hour. I fought it like three times. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I wasn't even. Mad. I was actually happy that I finally lost because I I felt bad playing Kuma because like the, all the guys picked it up right. Like like Dreams been playing it, GTA's been playing it. You you have a copy, pick. Um yes, sir. But every time I played Kuma, I won. Like I was like undefeated for like a while, and then like tree finally beat me last night. I actually felt kind of good. I was like, now I feel less guilty playing Kuma. (laughs) It's time to get better. (laughs) But for a while there, like Kuma was just the trump card. It's like okay, every time I pick Kuma, I'm just gonna win. And it's like that didn't feel good. And and being being challenged makes me want to get better. And it's like I I picked up some new moves of Kuma. I only knew like the five now, and I know some more. I was really happy that that happened. I was just being funny. Uh, Anyway, um. So there, there, there be the credentials. Uh, I have done the things. I have experienced the replay mode um, and, and listened to the advice given by the replay mode. I have basically done everything there is to do in this game except get the Platinum Trophy, which will probably come soon. Um, I fucking devoured this game, right? <laughs> so let me tell you about it. Um, I don't know. Um, it's too early in the decade to to say this might be the fighting game of the decade but it's really fucking good and it's probably better than all the other fighting games I've played recently and to qualify that I haven't played Street Fighter 6 yet I must admit but I don't really like Street Fighter I'll play it I don't really like it I played Street Fighter 5 um I've I've played Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 11 right um I've played Injustice and Justice 2 uh I've played DNF Duel um fuck what else um I even played. You that. played
2: Gundam Battle Assault with
0: I, me. I played Gundam Battle Assault one and two. Uh, I <laughs> those are old games. Those aren't this decade. Um, I played that. Yeah, weird... I know.
2: I just you just made me play them with you one of the times <laughs> I visited yeah. you.
0: Yeah, uh, I play. I play a lot of fighting games. I think um, there's more out there. Like I haven't played um, a lot of those anime fighters. Like I didn't play Blaze Blue. I sampled Blaze Blue. I played the uh, Grand Blue one like once. Um, I played a few others. I played a- the shit out of Soul Calibur 6. Um, I-, I I enjoy fighting games quite a bit, and I feel like I know a lot about them. I-, I-, I know enough about them to have, I feel like, an educated opinion. And I'm telling you, this is the best Tekken game they've ever made. It's better than Tekken 3. It's better than Tekken 5. It's better than Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Right? I think this is going to be the Tekken that defines all future Tekkens in the same way... That Tekken 3 heavily influenced and defined what is expected in Tekken's 4, 5, 6, 7, and the tag games, right? Tekken 3 was pretty important, all things considered, right? Um, Whereas Tekken 8 is so good that I feel like it will have that same effect. And I I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I thought I saw a number out there on Twitter that it also is selling very well, similar to Tekken 3. It might be the best in selling game in the franchise to date um it launched with cross-play day one that worked it um as far as Tekken games go is complete um I mean I kind of wish we had Tekken force mode I mean we have a, an entire fucking single-player campaign that was great but uh a dedicated Tekken force mode would be nice and Tekken bowling would also be nice because Tekken 7 had Tekken bowling just just add it um however Knowing the 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 DLC model for Tekken that they're probably going to do again is going to be seasonal pass based, right? Like uh uh in Tekken Seven, I think there was like three or four seasons before it shut down, but like each season had like four char- four or five characters and added a bunch of cosmetics, and you have you you could buy all those pieces individually or just pay for the whole pass and get it as it comes out. That's that's always been their business model, and it looks like they're going to do that again, but with no DLC available. There are absolutely zero microtransactions. You can make as many custom characters as you want. Custom skins for your characters as you want. And while I, I wish there were more parts. Um, I'm sure they'll be added with time. But like. I have nothing but good things to say. About Tekken 8. And it might be the best one they've ever made. But what are your thoughts Victim? You haven't played Tekken in a while right? Like, is this What's the last Tekken you played before this
1: one? So. I played a l- like a couple rounds of Tekken 6, I want to say, prior to this. And then I played a little bit of like 3 and 4 back when I was really young.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Thinking about it.
0: So you don't even really have like Tekken 5 to like compare this to. No. Because Tekken 5 was pretty influential as well as 3. It's like 5 is like the true sequel to 3, I've heard. Because um, like four, four is weird. It has like walls and like weird movement. <laughs> four is weird. I liked it just because it was on the PS2, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so pretty."
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: But like as but a game, yeah. though, like eh, five was a much welcome upgrade from four.
1: <laughs> well, that said, though, uh, I I hated Tekken uh, early on, but I I kind of like Tekken Eight. I'm I'm having fun with it. Yeah, uh, I, I, mean, like, I don't know how much we've ever talked about it, but like, me and fighting games are like a, a very abusive relationship. Where like, I really want to like them, I really want to play them, but I'm, my my ability to learn them is incredibly stunted comparatively to other people. The best ones, the ones that I'm the best at, are 3D ones. So like, Soul Calibur. Tech, well, well, I never really get tech in much of a time of day, but like, you get my point. Like, in that realm, anyways. So I, I think I picked it up a little bit faster than I, I would mm-hmm. normally, but like, yeah, you. When I sat down with Guilty Gear, it took me like hundred hours to learn like all the moves of one character, not even combos, just like all the moves. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's the a funny thing about Tekken is there's um, there are some like little Tekkenisms that all characters share, like how like stances work and common inputs, and that's that's the sad thing is um. I, I didn't have the heart to tell Hells and GTA this, but uh, when I use Leo against them, like, I've never played Leo. I just wanted to make those outfits. Like, I don't know anything about Leo, but, like, I was able to beat their mains yeah. by just trying stuff. And, like, I'm not mashing. I'm like, oh, back 3-4 does a little stance thing, and I bet there's a bunch of moves off that. Oh, there are. Oh, up one and 2 uh, uh, back one plus two and down one plus two are all really strong hitting attacks. I'm going to use those as counters and they work because they have few frames. Like I very quickly figured out the absolute bare minimum basics with Leo. And I've never even looked at her command list like. But I kind of stomped them with Leo. I mean, they got better and it doesn't work so good anymore. Right. But at first I felt kind of bad because I'm like this is like the first time I played this character and I stomped them. And it's yeah. like, if I tell them they won't play with me anymore. <laughs> like I kept hey, my mouth fucking shut
2: <laughs> that much
1: better. Hey, fair with you though. I think with our group and, and fighting games and the like is they are all, I think like it's so a dream. I'll, I'll give us a good example. He started with blaze blue. And I think that like, aside from blaze blue and guilty gear, I don't think he's played any other fighting game
0: right but I I'm looking forward to our next match because I think Dream's a quick learner I think um if he has the patience for place blue like he'll he'll learn Tekken pretty fast
1: yeah I feel like honestly in in terms of like pacing and I feel like Tekken feels pretty fast too it's mm. not it's not like super I mean obviously in a high-end play there's a lot of, a lot more footsies than the way we play but like I'd say in like regular casual or kitchen table play it's it's re- relatively fast
0: hmm yeah and I think Tekken 8 is smooth. Also, like, the graphical jump from 7 to 8 is pretty staggering. Like, still images does not do it justice, right? So, oh, yeah. Tekken 7 in motion and then seeing Tekken 8 in motion and seeing, like, like, take Horang, for example, right? Looking at his pants. Like, they, they, they look real. Like, the way that the, the the pant legs, like like, sift around his real leg in the wind.
1: Right. Or, or like just like the grab rejects or even just grabs in general and how they all have like weird in, intricate moves, even mm-hmm. though they're or animations are or they're not moves, uh, even though they're functionally the same fucking thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, like having a smaller selection of custom items versus what Tekken 7 had at the, its end of life, I think is OK, because the custom items in Tekken 8 look so much better than the custom items in Tekken 7. As
1: long as we get more and it's not like a... You know, hitting me straight in the wallet to get them. Yeah, I'm OK with it
0: because it's like, well, w- once you play through the story mode and, and super arcade battle, you'll have so much money that you won't know what to spend it on and you can just unlock all the cosmetics. It's not a big deal. Like the fight money, they just throw it at you. Like once you play I mean, the
1: game, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting in a ton of it without even doing this stuff yet. So,
0: yeah, I have never run out. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, though, like uh, in Tekken seven, like basic like clothing, like the shirts look like they're um, fucking Lego people clothes. It's like they're super like blocky and thick uh, because, you know, they made it once and scaled it to the character and it doesn't look right. Whereas in Tekken 8, they, they look way better. <laughs> um, I'm
2: glad that they really updated the graphical fidelity because it's like a huge part of fighting games between right. each iteration because there are typically two characters on screen maybe some background models but like they have to look fucking good
0: right and um Tekken 7 came out in 2015 in arcades and uh 2017 in consoles that's like a lot of years ago
2: (laughs) yeah dude we we didn't have unreal 5 then (laughs) yeah and I know that they may not be using unreal 5 but that's been a game changer for... No, this is the new standard.
0: I, I'm really excited, uh, Vic, for you to play the story mode. I really hope you stream it because um, they took a page right out of NetherRealm Studios' book and they made an, a campaign like theirs. Now, granted, you will play as Jin most of the time instead of whoever's supposed to win the fight in this part of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, now, you don't play him the entire time, but a vast majority, you will be playing as Jin. But, like, they innovate where NRS has stagnated with like really cool like mid cutscene um like quick time events they're they're in the most polite and positive way possible they have quick time events it's not like Soul Calibur 3 where it's like out of place <laughs> and it's like not even that positive
2: first injustice.
0: Right. I, um. I've seen those
2: <laughs> it it's like did I start playing a temple runner? Like it's just wildly different.
0: I think my favorite one is uh, in the intro before the first fight of the story. um, You know, your enemy is coming at you with an attack and like two inputs come up on screen. One says dodge. It's like one of the directional inputs. And the other one is uh, counter hit, which is like for me, it was triangle. Right. And it's like, oh, I have to choose. And like one of them, you both start with full health. The other one, they start with a little bit less. If you miss it, you're going to not be at full health. Like I thought that was kind of neat. Right. Like um,
1: I actually... That's a very funny because I've always wanted to design or RC uh, designed uh, quick time events that are more like dynamic input. Yeah, that, that's like very bare bones, but that's at least an, a start, and I like that.
0: The Start in the right direction, and you know how fighting games have that standard like two rounds and you're good. Like in this, like in between the rounds is a cutscene where the 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 beginning of a second round feels natural because they okay one knocked over the other and they talked a little bit and they kept fighting like it it felt natural and i love that like they they outdid You good
2: for round 2 motherfucker?
0: They 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 <laughs> outdid Netherrealm Studios at their own fucking game and like i hope that they add more with dlc like more campaigns cuz the way they phrased it in the menu it's like it's called the dark awakens. oh yeah haha laugh uh edgy name <laughs> but um i mean it's about Jin, right yeah but like they could add as DLC like a a different story with a different name that stars a different character that is just as long and detailed as like paid DLC. I'd pay for that because the Dark Awakens is like it's not short. It's like five hours, right? For a fight, uh, a fighting game story, right? Like
1: I I'd say that's that's short, but it's like considering the game isn't primarily about that. I think it's right. perfectly fine. It, it's it's well well length. For like well, nobody bitches and moans at the ten-hour Call of Duty campaign, uh, campaign.
0: right? So, right. Yeah. Well, I think they should. That's kind of unacceptable because that's kind of like a single-player game with a multiplayer add-on. Whereas I don't Tekken know. I is feel a like
1: COD <laughs> is more of a multiplayer game with a single-player add-on than the modern day. Well, that's yes. true. That's true. But they also, even released one one COD a few
2: years back that had no single-player because nobody played it anyways.
0: You must consider also that NetherRealm Studios sets the standard for this kind of thing. And I think this campaign is both about the same length, but way better than what they made. So it's like when you compare apples to apples, they made the better single player, right? Well, that's good. And that's also not including Super Arcade Quest. Super Arcade Quest, it doesn't have any voice acting. It's barely a story. But like, there's a lot of fighting. And uh, it teaches you how to play the game. So it's absolutely worth doing, right? But like the advertisement for the game kind of made it sound like a second story campaign that was totally different. And also I'm not including any of the character chapters. Now they're short, right? It's five matches and two little cutscenes. but like, it took me a while to get through all of them. Right. I did beat the game with every character. <coughs> well, beat their chapter quest. Right. And I did it on normal. Like I could have done it on harder difficulty if I really wanted to hate myself, right. <laughs> but, um, all in all Tekken eight. One of the best fighting games I've played in a very long time. And I must admit, I have not played Street Fighter VI, but I'm not that interested. Like, I'll, if I go to a friend's house and they're playing, I'm absolutely going to grab a controller and play with them, right? No, uh, No problems there. I'm not very good at it, and I'm not that interested in it. But, like, Tekken, on the other hand, like, that game, I want to share with the world. That game is so fucking good. Holy shit. And I'm so glad our friends picked it up because that gives me a reason to get better. Because, like, I had this problem where uh, my local friend group, like, they don't like Tekken, right? They just don't. That's, that's I'm,
1: so, I'm so surprised by that, honestly. Like, I know. I, I feel like Jordan has told me in the past, and I just kind of forgot that he didn't like it. But I, I was surprised that he was, like, wasn't the only one. It's like Tekken was the one that I felt like the one alienated out in in my real life group. They were like, oh, we you know, new Tekken, we're going to play it. And I'm like, oh, like so no more, no more Soul Caliber then. huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Riff, but yeah, Fuck. like I grew up playing Tekken.
0: Like it was the my 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 fighting game of choice. Well, Soul Caliber was my fighting game of choice, but like Tekken was a very close second, right? But like, um, I remember when Tekken Three came out, it fucking changed the world. Um, and I, my real life friends in grade school, they like Tekken. I don't talk to them anymore, but like. I remember going over to people's houses, playing Tekken three and like trying to get better, not knowing what we're doing. It was fun. you, know? you,
1: and, your, you and your West Coast
0: yeah, the West Coast homies?
1: <laughs> yeah, see, we went, when we went over to the friend's house, it was the play golden night
0: mm-hmm. Of course, my, my friend group in, in uh, high school, uh, they, they moved on to uh, play Smash Brothers, specifically melee uh, at, and, at the tournament level. And remember, I feel like
1: that's a great step down.
0: It's a. I I think so. Um,
1: I, I feel like it depends on who you ask. Some people would say that that's like a step up, but I I, I think I kind They're of allowed agree. To be wrong. I, I think I agree. It's kind of a step down.
0: It's like, but you know, we lived in the Pacific Northwest. There was tournament opportunities for Smash Brothers Melee in two thousand eight, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's fair. So it's like they they played a game that they wanted to play, that was accessible in our area, right? It's like. They were, I, I don't think there's any tournaments in the area to go play Tekken. I mean, we probably could have found them if we looked, but like broadband internet was becoming more popular and uh, Tekken 6 had uh, online play. So it's like, broadband. I know, yeah. We're never broadband.
1: <laughs> Back in mind, <Monday>. eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. 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 When broadband, I still
1: remember dial-up.
0: When, when DSL and broadband became popular. Look, I
2: can't make the broadband <laughs> or the um,
0: the dial-up noise. I'm not
2: talented it's even in playing, the slightest. It's playing in my head. Thank Fantastic. You. Yeah.
0: But like Tekken 6 was in that era. So like if you wanted to get good at Tekken 6, you could just play online. I mean, it was probably shit, but whatever. Um, but like they, they went on to play Smash Bros and I that's fine. I just didn't follow them because like. I thought all that wave dash and shit and bringing your own controller, I, I thought that was weird. I realize now that that's normal, and that fighting game communities will bring like fight sticks and stuff. I get it now. I get it now, but I did I, not I, get it then. I,
1: I, I thought you were about to shit on wave dashing for a second, not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I get you, the I get wave you. dashing
0: was a little weird too, but like, well,
1: I didn't I, mind. <laughs> I, want, I I have a slight aside of that. I fucking hate almost every indie fighting, or not indie, but like indie or indie adjacent. So like. uh was it the Metaverse, or the fuck it was called, or that other one with, like, uh, all the DC superheroes and shit?
2: I won't Injustice.
1: fucking know. No, play, no, 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 like, no, no. It was, no like, much newer. Games. It like, was, No it fighting was, games. Yeah, it was DC mixed with, uh, like, fucking Warner Brothers and a bunch of other shit. Oh, right,
0: right, right, right. Um, fuck, what was that?
1: <laughs> and then there, there was another one that was in the same vein. It's just a different company. But, um... But like games like that, they, they've been adding in wave dashing, and you come to find out the re- the reason why is because it's all fucking Smash Bros. pro players that they get on to, to help them build their games. And it's uh. like, listen, man, it was cool in Melee, because it was like a tech that the game didn't intend that we all figured out to like get to put in. But it was a pain in the dick to do. And nobody really liked doing it. It's just that it wasn't ever going to get patched out, so you either ah, learned it or you it. ate shit.
0: <laughs> it was multiverses. It was multiverses. a it was Smash Bros knockoff that had a bunch of bullshit like fucking Shaggy, Scooby Doo, fucking Batman. <laughs> Superman. And I think there was
1: another one that came out not too long ago too. Yeah, it might,
0: was, might be... I think it was the Nickelodeon one. It was like same idea, same shit, but like that's s-
1: that's right. That's what it was.
0: Other popular intellectual properties, but,
1: but same same deal. They they added wave dashing into it as well. It's like what? stop doing that stop right now your game's already gonna nope. have glitches and bugs that people are gonna fucking exploit and figure out how to like detect tech and, and do all that shit mm. stop at stop making bugs features you fucks come on man
0: yeah it's like let smash have their wave dashing it's a product of how the game is made right yeah just like with tekken there's this thing called the korean backdash like you don't see that in other games because it's a Tekken thing it's fine yeah. And all it does is get you away from your opponent quickly. <laughs> like it doesn't actually help you close the distance. Um. But like, I don't know. TLDR, Tekken is really good. If you've ever considered playing Tekken, now is the best time ever. I it was it's $70 brand new, but this is the first $70 game I've bought that I felt like, yeah. Yeah, I'd buy that again at the same price. It was that fucking good.
1: I was real tempted, to, to, I mean, until GTA decided that he needed to flex his wallet on me like he likes to. Um, <laughs> I was actually considering it, even though I got, like, several other games that I probably should buy first. Oh, um, yeah,
0: that reminds me, actually. I, I was supposed to cover this. It was in the notes. Oops. Uh, so I promised you last episode I would cover uh, the release and first impressions of Persona 3 Reload. Um, I don't have Persona 3 Reload, uh, it turns out. When you pre-order a game with GameStop on the internet, uh, they don't take your payment until like right before the game comes out. So I didn't have any money in my account when they tried to do that, and I got my card declined. And I was like, "This is a sign from on high, Total Biscuit Sama, looking down, like we do not pre-order." And it's like, "All right, <laughs> cancel my pre-order." <laughs> so no, I don't have P three R, and uh, I've decided I'm gonna <laughs> wait. <laughs> Because FF seven remake or FF seven the new one comes out at the end of this month, start of the next one, and then the month after that, Stellar Blade. I'd rather have those two games than P three R.
1: That's fair. I mean, you've already played Persona three.
0: I yeah, I have. Perfectly acceptable. And uh, everything I've heard is that it's a completely faithful remake. Like it's a remake, not a remaster. Uh, but it's very faithful
1: I've heard a couple of things but most of what I've heard feels like people patting themselves on the back like Haha, I knew it was gonna be ass. <laughs> I'm really glad it sucks. It's like bro. Are you I really can't really? imagine it sucks Yeah, yeah I, that that's that, that's like the most negative I've seen is people that are like desperately grasping at it needing to be bad
0: So yeah, the only negative like reception I've heard of it um, Was the beach scene. Let me tell you what happens at the beach oh, scene. Yeah, yeah, so in the beach scene uh the, the party goes to the beach, they're having a beach episode, as anime does, right?
2: Holy shit, we're having a beach episode and see so, beach episode win. <laughs> we need to have a beach
0: episode. Um But no, uh so imagine a bunch of high school boys are trying to pick up chicks and they're really bad at it, right? It's it's a comic relief moment, right? Now, there's this older woman who is like, You guys hitting on chicks? You guys have any luck? And they're like, No, Right, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but like, because there's dialogue options here. There's like slightly varied dialogue, but everyone has the same experience, kind of persona logic, right? Um, so at some point during this dialogue, right, this older woman is like, "Well, why don't you play with me? Think you can handle a real woman, right?" And it's like, "Ah, that's you're a child predator, right?" Well, they don't say that, right? Instead, these these boys are just awkward and don't know what to say, until one of them gets closer to her and says, "Wait." is that hair on your chin? Are you a man? And uh, she's like, damn, I've been had. You caught me. And runs off, right? And so, that scene, it has been completely rewritten. And the rewrite has that same character who is a girl, not a man pretending to be a girl. And uh, this girl tries to lure them in and tries to convince them uh, about really wild conspiracy theories to think about like aliens on the moon or something. Um, And just goes, uh, unhinged Alex Jones, right? Until the, the, the kids run, walk away because they're like, I don't want to talk to you. You're weird, right?
2: Now, something, something, the fucking
0: frogs. Blogger's going to blog because uh, the bloggers hate Japan, right? Uh, and they were like, wow, what a fantastic win. They removed the transphobic joke and it's like, that the joke was about a child predator getting caught and the first thing you thought was this is transphobic
1: yeah that's that's some are you kidding that's that's pretty telling of the publication (laughs) jesus they rewrote it
0: because child being a child predator is bad and from from (laughs) what i remember
1: they weren't even trying to portray the the characters being trans which for the record for those who don't know atlas has had trans characters in its games in the past it's it's nothing new for them so it wouldn't be weird for them to have a character but i don't from what i saw that's not what they were doing it was a, a dude Posing as a woman. He was just yes, it was, also,
2: cross-dressing.
1: also stressing is not the same as trans. Exactly.
0: This game came out in 2006.
1: Also true. Uh, older stuff, yeah.
0: A Japanese game. It came out in 2006. Like, they weren't trying to make a trans joke. They, no, didn't, because they didn't trans know because trans was. wasn't a.
2: Th- like, yes, I know trans people existed. I'm not going Leave to it over this. deal with that shit. But they were not. In the common vernacular.
0: It, Especially not in, Japan. not in Japan. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's rewritten in both the English version and the Japanese version. This isn't localizers doing their thing. This has changed in both both versions. Goddamn, not uh, the
2: localizers again.
0: But uh, I, I'm fine with it. It's like they replaced the child predator with a conspiracy theorist. I think that's a little bit... Yeah. I, think, I think that's okay. I'm not mad about that. But there's all these bloggers saying that they've made a great victory for progress, saying that, oh, the transphobic joke is gone because it was the transphobic and that makes it bad. Shit. And it's like, what <laughs> the fuck are you smoking?
2: <laughs>
1: they've never done anything.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. But that's the only like bad thing I've heard about it. It's yeah, like,
1: I, I still find it really funny that they, they do that shit too, because Atlas is uh, comparatively to other Japanese companies. It's pretty progressive. Well,
0: right. Like, they aim for
2: the Western market from the get go.
0: Yeah, I will and, I will and, and say though, like I am nervous about the prospect of them remastering Persona Four because there's a lot more pressure from people for them to change the characters in Persona Four because there are a lot of people online who are really, really mad that Naoto isn't trans and that Kanji uh, may or may not actually be gay.
1: But well, he's <laughs> right? like by it at best idea. yeah. He's fruity
0: and that's fine. Yeah. Like that was the point. And it's like a lot of people are uncomfortable with this being the point because they think that um, him accepting his fruity side uh, makes it sound like, oh, it was a phase that he grew out of. No, it's it's a part of himself that he accepted. Like, are yeah, you listening? Like, I, with- I,
1: I, <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I, I like when I was going through four. I even I had like that bit like a knee jerk reaction with Nauto. I'm like, I'm like, I, like, I kind of see the angle that people are pushing like or, or pointing out rather. That like, oh, it's like being a woman in a man's field and she feels like the only way she can be in that field is if she were a man. It's not about her feeling a woman or a man trapped in a woman's body. Uh, right. But it's She like, really
0: wanted to be a detective.
1: But it was really, right. but they really went hard at some of that iconic iconography. And I even I was like, I don't know, guys, it could be a trans angle. I'm not, I know, I'm not really mm, buying it. But like, I mean, but like, I oh, watched the anime. Get,
4: once you and, get through
1: it, though, I like it. Yeah, well, once you get through it fully, it makes a lot more sense. Especially once you start going through the social links, right. um, it makes when a lot more sense that you get the full story. She's allowed to be
2: a woman in a male-dominated field, yes, because that's her story, not uh-huh. uh,
1: whatever.
3: But it, it people was more are now like,
1: empowering women to do what they want rather than right. Yeah, And said. It's there, there, the first it's time you cross dress, single. it's like you
0: need to you need a transition right then and there. It's like you didn't do it. You're canceled. Like, come on. Yeah. You didn't listen to the, the damn story.
1: <laughs> and, and that's not even to say that they could, if they want, like, I don't know, say the Persona 6, they did something similar, and it. it was a trans angle. It's like, that's perfectly fine, but they really shouldn't change for, to be that way. It's just, it, I don't know it, if I
0: trust them not to. Like, I it, feel like It they
1: undermines would. the message.
0: I'm super nervous at the prospect of them remastering it, because I feel like they'd fuck it up. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't I mean, need a remaster. Golden, fine.
1: Especially with the kanji bit. Like, I feel like I'd be a little annoyed about that, because, like, the equation I mean, I, I suppose they could maybe change the subject matter a little bit without like it being too bad because in reality the the whole his whole arc was literally being gay is bad. and he is obviously gay because he um he likes doing girly things like knitting. But in reality he just liked more feminine hobbies. It had nothing to do with any of that.
3: Yeah. Yeah but accepted I,
1: could, it. I could I could there could be an argument there that they are effectively saying being gay is bad, <laughs> but well, I mean, I don't think could, that is what they're saying for the record. But they could modernize the language, yes, because right? yeah, that's that, yeah. a big part of
2: it. Is the
0: story they were telling was so much deeper than that? It's like also,
2: <laughs> when did Persona Four come out? Just, oh, let me look. Yeah. 2008? thousand uh, eight, nine or eight? I think
1: okay. Golden might have been nine, but I can't
2: remember. Well, I'm just pointing out this is back in, you know, our. 2008. Uh, Yeah, so this is back before, like, gay marriage was acceptable. So, Mm -hmm. no, they can fuck right off. 2008,
0: when our, you know, our our Commander-in-Chief, Barack Obama, was like, marriage is between a man and a woman. Yeah. I remember that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, uh, no, like... Oh, Golden would be 2012, I guess. Okay. Yeah, well,
2: whatever. They didn't change any of the, like, actual story. No, no, no. Um, they added some stuff, but they didn't change anything that was already there. So Mm -hmm. I, that is a good look at how things would be in like, Japan is a very conservative country. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, no, like, sorry. I'm surprised
0: these people that get up in arms about persona don't try to cancel Tekken because Tekken has this character named Leo pretty sure it's a girl, but like in the character editor. Leo yep. can have beards and lipstick, which are exclusive to the men and the women, respectively. <sighs> Leo can have either. And it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, and they like, won't tell us one... if it's a man or a woman like I, they they won't let us know. They won't tell us. Vic, and it's fucking hilarious. What was
2: hilarious. that one <laughs> fighting game that uh, the the one that nobody else wanted to play that you uh, tried to pick up via demo?
1: Oh, uh, Green Blue. Uh, yeah. Fantasy vs. Link, or whatever it was
2: called, yeah, yeah, they have a uh, they I'm make... almost certainly tra- the almost certain they're trans
0: character. Does, doesn't Grand Blue have like Gra- one Grand of Blue's, everything?
1: Grand Blue does actually have a trans character, and it's not the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay, sorry,
2: right, but there's uh, there's like a uh, wrestler that is very much a male body, however. They could not be more effeminate and womanly if they were a six foot tall Amazon woman. Like, they are wildly
0: effeminate. I didn't uh, hate a brand blue game. Like I played weird. like a couple matches. Like I yeah. wonder if I should pick it up.
2: It's weird. The only thing about it that I find weird is that it is like how unabashed they are about it almost makes me feel like the developers were making
1: fun of trans people i, I actually but don't I mean, think so uh,
2: i know it's just like
1: cause so wo- cuz they're not or, i don't, I don't, I, don't they're, I don't think they're actually supposed to be trans either i think the the entire idea is that they are just localizing so. gone wrong <laughs> no no they they're, they're no. just just a woman but uh. they kind of look like a man well, I said kind of. They have a full full fucking facial hair Beard. and have the deepest yeah. voice on the fucking planet. But I think they are just genuinely a woman. It has something to do with their god, the, the way that they look or some shit. Um, oh, I don't know much about it. I know that they're uh, built like either, a pro wrestler for...
2: and uh, they have no problems beating the shit out of people and then telling them, uh how much prettier they could look if they did this
1: but no uh the actual trans character rick is the remember the 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 alchemist with the the gold shit the little girl looking one oh yeah not not the like sh- the gnome looking one but like the, the little girl like like yeah, 16 yeah. year old looking one yeah, yeah, yeah no. the one that
2: makes the statue and stuff yes
1: yes that that, that they were originally a, a terminally ill like little boy oh okay they used alchemy to create themselves new bodies so that they can live forever, I think. And they thought female bodies were cooler, so they make themselves female bodies every time now. Well, fair. I, I don't know mean... the full story behind it, but I remember I was reading that the other night on Twitter. And I'm like, is Vic that MMO fucking MMO real? Reuters. I was like, fucking God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that fucking real? So I was like, I went and looked into it. And I'm like, oh shit, no, that's not even like weird localization. Apparently, that's just always been a thing.
2: <laughs> hey, man. I mean that's cool I guess like I don't I, I don't mind of, like having I don't have a lot of opinions on it if I'm right. honest
0: yeah I don't I don't mind a diverse cast I just I don't like pandering right so it's like that, I'd rather have thing. a good yeah. character that happens Japan, to be the thing
2: I, I I feel like Japan does a lot better at doing the thing without pandering cuz they're Absolutely. so unabashed about
0: it and we've talked about that before on the show and the bloggers, they, they be blogging. They they hate yeah. Japan so much that they will never acknowledge uh, the things that they do that align yeah. with the blogger's those, agenda.
2: <laughs> those gay characters are just not gay enough, but you know, a little peck from Alloy is mm-hmm. enough it's... to prove how lesbians have come so far. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see, yeah. Dudes making out with dudes, not gay enough.
1: <laughs> it, it, I think I've definitely said it before, but I think diversity in like spaces like media. And so in this case, gaming it is, necessary and it's needed, but it's not needed because of representation. It's not needed because of like all this other like political shit that tries to get pushed. It's just needed because it's cool to have unique and interesting stories. And the only way you can get more new and cool stories is by having different interactions between different kinds of people mm-hmm. and
0: playing games that are not made by Western developers because they yeah, just, usually. they just can't <laughs>
1: fucking get it right.
0: They just and, uh, fucking can't.
1: That, that's the issue. Is like like oh, you get the gay man, but it's a stereotype, and they're like ah oh, yeah, I love my stereotypical gay man. And it's like, but that's not interesting. Give me like like a Final Fantasy 16. It's like I'd much rather that. Like that's so much cooler. Hard a, a more dude, gay man. <laughs> a dude, and he just is gay.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. You have to be much gay better. And you have to be gay. Like, and. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. That's why western developers they they pat themselves on the back and their little blogger friends like sing their praises, but it's like their shit is so shallow that it's like the same even art <laughs> I question or them.
1: or even better than that like something like uh like I guess the obviously this is just a or an easy recent example, but like uh cyberpunk where in reality the sexuality of the characters doesn't matter until you're right about the you know stick it in them or get stuck in depending on which version of v you're playing mhm-.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: So like and, and like and it
0: has no bearing on the greater story. Like that
1: is nope. that is so much more realistic to well, I mean, I suppose if the world becomes Twitter, it will be not as realistic. Well, but oh, you to, point. to be
0: fair though, like um that's one of the things I like about Final Fantasy 16 is that uh in Cyberpunk, well, the sexuality of your character doesn't matter cuz the world they live in, nobody gives a shit, right? That's also true. Uh whereas uh some people w- in real life want um In video games that have these characters to like have relatable struggles, right? Uh, Because not everyone is fucking Gen Z or younger. You know, there's a lot of like people our age that remember what it was like to be ostracized, right? Yeah. For what they are. And uh, that largely doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) Like, I know it still does in some places, but it's like ain't the same thing as when we were young. Right oh, Not yeah, a lot us. of people it like really the,
1: that prejudice is only racism and being a, or mm-hmm. anti Semitism, and when in reality, prejudice is a lot of other things. Liking video games, looking anime back in the day would get you bullied. I'm yeah, a, I was bullied. I was there for LARPing in the schoolyard and just like, but yeah, uh, playing make you deserve believe with my to be friends. bullied friends. being a LARPer. But <laughs> that's besides the, point. Uh, besides the point,
0: besides the point. But, but yeah, like, but, yeah exactly, there, there's some right. value here in like having uh, a character that is like you that is also relatable to your life, right? Like that's the re- that's what Western developers get wrong is uh, they, all their, their gay characters are like stereotypes that like have no problems or struggles and do everything perfectly. They're not flawed in any way, right? Whereas um, in, fi- like take Final Fantasy XVI for example, like, like Dion is a very flawed man, right? He's a very complex character. He also happens to be gay, right? But like his gayness is also kind of a detriment to his status as a royal, right? Like that his, his gayness does come at a cost in his world, Right. It's not yeah. quite the same as like a gay man in America today, but like it's like that's a hundred percent more relatable for those people than like some squeaky clean, flawless gay person in some Western game. Right. Well, gay people yeah. are magic, right? Right. It's that's... like uh the, the magic black man stereotype is, is another thing where where like uh a uh, black character in a piece of fiction is like only exists to uh guide and advance the white main character. Right, it's like it's it's pandering because you're adding a black character, like you're diverse or or progressive or something, but like they're just a tool for a white person to do a thing.
1: Yeah, right. and that and that just ends up being boring. It, yeah. it, it kind it kind of it comes down to the fact that like <laughs> like you look at like uh, like Barrett from Final Fantasy 7 as an example of like that's significantly more interesting. He's a character who lived in the world who lives aside mm-hmm. like beside your character. That's cooler than just his, like his
0: arc. was one of the best of all the characters in the party, that, like that between <laughs> him and his best friend, the adopted daughter, like that was very compelling.
1: And, right. And it's like things like that are much more interesting. I mean, obviously though, I mean, 7 doesn't really tackle anything in the realm of racism too, too hard, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, it just, I don't know, having diverse characters, be it their skin color or otherwise just tends to make for a much more interesting cast. Yeah. And that's all I want. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want no pandering. I don't want, I don't want things to be really weird and political. I just, just give me cool characters, man. Come on, man.
0: It's, it's, it's we're not asking for much.
1: There really isn't much to ask for. I don't think, especially in, in today's day where like a lot of these industries have a lot of diverse people in them that, you know, a lot of them just get kind of pushed down and probably don't ever speak up because, you know, the The big writers' room is busy being like weird about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're like, "Well, well, I'm I'm gay. Can I, I give you some insights?" And like, mm, I don't know. Are you gay enough for it, though? I don't know. <laughs> When's the last time you sucked a dick? You haven't Prove worn a shawl. Gay You've
2: right never now. worn a shawl into work.
3: Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Where's your Prove scarf? Prove you're gay right now, Vic. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> No, All right, Rick. Come here. <laughs> this can't work out. We're on the internet.
0: Yeah, I know. So, uh, funny banter and more on the Melomancy podcast. This has been episode 81. Uh, <laughs> um, you can sign up on our forum, melomancy.cafe, to discuss this episode and many more. Um, also, check out those threads I made. I'm going to keep doing that whenever there's like a big, interesting topic that I want to cover. I'm probably going to compile notes ahead of time. Uh, you can catch me on the Fediverse. At Dialon at shipposter.club. I also am on the Nostr network, but I'll be honest with you. Like, I have not made very many posts on Nostr lately. Like, I open the app, I see some real nice anime titties. I might save a couple, and then I fucking close it. That's it. And sometimes I'll tip sats to those people. But and like, then they'll
2: come over to fucking sports on ShipPoster.
0: Right. It's like, be the change you want to be. Like, I would love Nostr to take off, but, like, I want to talk to gamers. Right? That's why the fetty Always be number one for me. Uh, so yeah, find me on the Fetty. Uh, victim can be found at <laughs> Victim of Gaming at Twitch.tv. Uh, and you've been playing Cyberpunk lately, Vic? Yes. Maybe Tekken soon.
1: Maybe I actually played yeah, a little can... of Power World on stream last
2: night too. Awesome. Vic can uh, take Tekken to the stream and get his ass beat live on camera. I'm the, telling you, if you did that,
0: is. there there are people that really like watching beginners because they can they give do. advice yeah. and like watch you grow. Like some people are really into that. Like it's not so negative.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're really into it if you do that, Vic.
0: It's also the best time to play ranked because like the game's new, a bunch of people bought it, and people are people that are good at Tekken are figuring it out, and people that are not good at Tekken. Are, haven't quit yet so it's like it's a really good time to play ranked honestly but that's uh that's my nice podcast episode 81 please uh stream satoshis and send boostograms uh with a uh, new podcasting at newpodcastapps.com see you later everybody bye, bye.